Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We're going to have uh everyone in New York uh out New for York in City. Uh, <laughs> okay. oh, man, we didn't get in We didn't get into it. Rob was wrong. It's not the hey, commercial salsa. he was saying it was like a uh, what was it? Fucking salsa. It's paste yeah. salsa. New York it's paste City. Salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Patrick, continue. All getting together to do a, uh, it's really a one-day stream, but it's kind of a two-day stream. Uh, uh, on Friday, the 25th, Rob, it's okay to get dates correct. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be uh, in person uh, setting up our equipment, stuff that we were able to buy, thanks to all the fine folks that have backed Waypoint Plus for nearly a year now, which is wild. Um, and uh, we're going to spend Friday afternoon-ish uh, streaming various stuff to make sure the mics work and the different camera shots work, uh, all leading up to uh, a mini save point on Saturday, the 26th, um, which we're going to be supporting uh, Trans Lifeline, uh, a group that we have uh, raised money for in the past. And given everything that's going on in places like Texas, it feels more important than ever to, to work with uh, groups like that uh, to help folks out in any way that we can. And so... Uh, we don't have an exact starting time. I think like roughly 930 Eastern on Saturday, as we've been saying. Right. Yeah. Kato, yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, stay tuned. We'll have, put in the tilt basically <laughs> like tomorrow, like when this podcast comes out, uh, Ren and Kato will be uh, at the office setting up yeah. the studio and Moving like furniture. T- how like exact times will be. This is the first time we're doing this with new equipment and like the exact times will, will be born out of where do we think we're at with things? So it's like, you'll, you'll know the starting time when we know the starting time on Friday afternoon before we go to dinner. Um, and, <laughs> but it's probably around like nine to 10 would be my, would be my guess. So, uh, please uh, check in with, with us over at twitch.tv slash waypoint, uh, for that. Um, there'll also be a, a waypoint plus sale going on alongside that, but, uh, obviously put your money towards trans lifeline and there'll be another sale if that's something you want later. So, uh, Hopefully everyone is able to tune in for that, but we're uh, really excited to get to, together in person to uh, stream some extremely, we got some good stuff. Gettysburg. Oh, there's that new mod for, uh, what is it? Inscription. It's oh. good stuff. Oh, shit. That, I didn't like that noise you made. Cards. <laughs> Video games. Video games. People. Keyboard building. Hanging out. Keyboard building. Keep Vibes. V- vibs. Hmm. That didn't sound. That didn't feel. That didn't that, sound good. No. That was not pleasant to hear. Well, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Fuck, Patrick, uh, how you doing? How you been? Other than your sickness, good. It's not COVID, so take yeah, that. Exactly. That's exactly you know. how I feel as well. I'm a different a, person. I was going to get drinks with, not on a date. Um, got COVID the day before the day we were going out, and I was oh, like, "Well, great. dodge that bullet." Uh, I went uh, to a roller rink. Over the weekend, um, my best my friend went to roller, roller rink. That's she, so fun. Uh, yeah, her one of her her friends had a birthday party there, and I 
I forgot how much fun rollerblading is. I've not done that since I was like 15. But yeah, were you a roller skater? Rollerblading rules. Are you a fan? Talking to me or talking to Kyle? Yeah, talking. I'm talking to you. I do. Yeah, no, I was obsessed with rollerblading when I was a when I was a kid. Did you um, ever get any roller skating injuries? No. Do you have any no, good it's stories? Too good. I don't. I just liked it. Wow. That's it. That's wow. the beginning and the end of it. Uh, wow. I guess the only good story is that for a long time, I uh, I extended my interest in uh, rollerblading. Uh, my my wife uh, purchased me a, a pair of Heelys. The um, you got the a, shoes your wife got you a pair of Heelys. <laughs> she did. She understands me. Um, your wife was, got you a pair of Heelys. Yep. Can I just hear that one more time? My wife bought me a pair of a pair of Heelys. They were they were stylish. Well, you they say it three times made, on the podcast. It's the podcast title. So. Well, then they'll reappear. I don't have them anymore. I don't. Oh, they were lost in a, in a move. Your, how old? When what I had age? them. Oh, uh, your age. How long have you uh, been with your wife? Uh, thirty-seven. We fifteen, sixteen years. It's not fucking cute for you. <laughs> <laughs> Both uh, you motherfuckers. Both you pieces of shit. Yeah, I know. What it's what I'm saying. Remember what I, <laughs> I, mean, I said something that made you very angry. Yeah, I'm you and Gall remember. Well, Rob's in the same boat. Rob's been with his partner for like I fucking years hate. I hate. Like I hate all you motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I hate all you motherfuckers. Red's out. Red's out. You're trying to figure out. <laughs> I can't say it. It was cut. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, no. You can. You can gesture. <laughs> gesture. Paint well, with we're trying to figure word out. We're picture. trying to figure. No, Ren, that's the thing. We're trying to figure <laughs> out what the gesture trying to, is. Trying to figure. Yeah, I was about to say trying to figure out uh, what how to frame this hellish situation that I'm in uh, as an Elden Ring message. Oh, oh you good. don't um, have the right. Oh, you. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Right. That's what I was gonna say. You don't have the right, comma. You don't have the right. <laughs> you. Oh, you don't have the right. Oh, wife. you don't have the right. Yes. Oh, yes. you don't have the right, comma. Could be wife. <laughs> <laughs> Could be lovable sort. Could could be lovable sword. Could be lovable oh, you don't have sword. the right. Oh, liar ahead. <laughs> you don't. Could be lovable sword. Could liar be lovable ahead. sword. I'd been money. Just like six Again, messages. Money. <laughs> six messages just stacked on top of each other that elicit one of the most insane emotional arcs you can imagine. Just like try. Just someone has a has a crisis of self. And of of, of of what the fuck is going to happen to them in two days, just in six messages stacked on top of each other. Could be wife. You don't have the right. Is could be wife one of the messages in Elden Ring? I don't think yeah. I've seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. Could be wife is, uh, is usually put before uh, Ronnie. Wherever the, oh, the places sure. Ronnie appears, you get a, you get a, could be wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie is my wife. Listen, regardless of my IRL dating habits, Ronnie the Witch, that's my wife. Hi. She comes back, right? She's in here. She's in this game more. Hmm. Silence. I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, come on. Kyle's out here trying to 80 hour spoilers or something. All right. Let's fi- okay. Uh, uh, all right. Let's get started. Uh. Four six four sixty nine is that right, Kato? Nice. nice. <laughs> oh, that is nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Yes. That's correct. Can... Patrick, nice. you said that like you were looking at someone's new car they just bought. <laughs> oh. But you're not thrilled nice. about the car, where you're like, eh, it's oh. like a, 
You like, <laughs> I don't like the color. Like, tell your friend that you're yes, like, oh, yeah, I don't nice. love your car, but it's fine. It's, it's oh, that's nice. nice. Oh, that's nice. Well, you're saying nice the way that I say nice on a podcast where nice actually means not at all. Oh, fine. You're saying nice the way that I say fine. Did Kato get up again? I can't yeah. tell. Okay. Kato wants to go deal with his cat, which is you can tell by the meowling and the other just just off just meowling. Off that's a good meowling. I like that's a good That's a good phrase. I like that phrase. You can tell it's spring when I, I finally put a Kleenex box at my desk. Until it's spring where I constantly have to go. There. Yeah, I probably need to start taking allergy medication every morning. That's what I started doing me last year. Ugh, I just fuck sorry. it. Just take it every day. I'm back. My cat has gotten into the habit of hiding really well in the room she shouldn't be in when I close the doors to record That's a podcast. Very- that's very cute. And then, like, <laughs> ten minutes in, she's like, meow, let me out. Meow, I'm trapped. <laughs> this is very, very cute. She's great and adorable. I need to get a cat so bad. I have to find a therapist who will give me an ESA, like like a thing that says I'm allowed to have an ESA, and then I'll get a cat. Because they're technically not allowed in my building, but it's very easy to get an ESA thing. I can have a little buddy who lives with yeah. me. Yeah. Little buddy. I need this cat so I don't pull out my own teeth. Is the cat going to help with your teeth? Like emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly <laughs> feeling the need to pull my teeth Every out. Every day. I did actually have a dream recently where it wasn't a teeth falling out dream. It was a dream where I was like, this is going to be upsetting. Uh, I was doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where I broke all of my teeth because I applied so much force to it, like trying to realign to my jaw, <laughs> that oh, I God. just broke my teeth as I went like that, like just snapped them all in half. Damn. I, don't, mm. I have the sense of touch in my dreams. And if you're wondering, hey, Ren, was that really unpleasant when you did that in the dream? The answer is yes. Yes, it was. It was not good at all. I, did you wake I, up? Did you wake up? Did it wake you wake up? Oh, yeah. I So to give people a little Renata sleep update, this is the podcast. Um, uh, I have narcolepsy. And a thing that I was expressing to Patrick earlier is that not many people know this, but you can have narcolepsy and insomnia. Oh, yeah. This was a, this was a new one. Yeah. You, know, you know, the, the Internet can teach you all sorts of new things. Renata can teach you all sorts of new things, like having insomnia and narcolepsy. (laughs) The same time, which I don't mean to laugh. I can't teach you uh, how to tell if someone's going on a date with you or not. Um, (laughs) uh, But basically, (laughs) I the way that narcolepsy works is um, when I was 11 years old, uh, Mm -hmm. I got H1N1. And that H1N1 triggered a autoimmune response where my brain identified the neurochemical orexin, which regulates sleep wakefulness, as a threat to my body. Uh, and because of that, orexin uh, production and reception was wiped out in my brain. Uh, and so I don't wow. have the neurochemical that basically regulates my ability to stay awake and also regulates my sleep cycle. Most neurochemicals in your brain um, and like hormones have fallbacks. So if you have, for example, a dopamine deficiency, other part, other chemicals in your brain can try and supplement that to help you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Orexin is one of the very few chemicals that has no fallbacks. There is, there is no, the nothing fits in that slot. Nothing fits in that slot in your fucking noggin. It is just like, it is one of a kind. Bonk. Bonk. Uh, which is also why you can also get narcolepsy from a head injury. Uh, because if you're, if that part of your brain physically is damaged, you also lose the ability to produce or um, process orexin. Um, which is a fun little fact for you. Um, and basically this means that every time I fall asleep, uh, one, it means that I have really hard time staying awake when I get tired right? because my body cannot regulate my ability to stay awake. One, two, my sleep cycle. Sorry. Wait, is that just because it's basically like then sleep is like an on off switch as opposed to like a gradual decline? Yes. Which we're about to get to in a sec because I skip all of the restful stages of sleep. You go straight what? to REM sleep? <laughs> I go directly to REM sleep. Wow. Which most people think of as the restful stage of sleep. It's uh-huh. not. REM sleep is not the restful stage. That's a myth. That's the stage where your brain is the most active and your body is actively paralyzing itself so you don't act out your dreams. It's not Yeah, I was going to say, that's the dream, the dream state. That's when people often right. have the, what's the one where they... Sleep paralysis. Yeah. So a, we're friend, gonna, a friend just developed that like a year or two ago and it's so fucking ugh. nightmarish. So I'm about to say some heinous shit. Oh, good. All right. Um, it takes a normal person about an hour and a half into their sleep cycle to get to, 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 get to REM sleep. Uh, it takes me 10 minutes max. Holy shit. So even if I take a 10 minute nap, I will dream. Ugh. The other problem is... Um, dreams are generally supposed to be read only. Like if we're, if we're thinking about the brain as a computer, mm-hmm. the reason that you don't remember your dreams very often is that they're supposed to be read only. So your brain is supposed to basically scan your memories for information and those, that those memories and that information makes up your dreams, right? And those dreams aren't supposed to produce new memories. My brain is stuck in read write mode. And so when I have dreams, my dreams get inscribed as memories. I don't like that. Ugh. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, and my dreams are also extremely vivid, and I retain a full sense of touch. Uh, oh, and oh, so the teeth thing. If you're wondering to yourself, hey, Ren, mm. what are nightmares like for you? <laughs> uh, the answer is extremely unpleasant and functionally indistinguishable from reality, including in my own memory. Uh. Um... Not great so far. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, it goes deeper. Uh-huh. Uh, it also means that because I fall asleep, I go into REM sleep in 10 minutes, my chances of having sleep paralysis are way, way higher. And this is how I right. got my diagnosis. It was because when I was 15, I was having sleep paralysis four nights a week. Oh, my God. And it got to the point where I tried to stop sleeping. Yeah, understandably. I was, like, I was because my it's like specific, a, this is a nightmare on Elm Street. There's a Freddy Krueger situation. Like my specific version of sleep paralysis is, I have a fear of insects. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh no! And my sleep paralysis demon is um, is hallucinating because also uh, sleep paralysis comes with two kinds of hallucinations: um, auditory and visual hallucinations, uh, because your brain's in REM mode uh, and your eyes are doing hallucination shit uh auditory hallucinations are way less common but i have had them before i remember one night uh i had the auditory hallucination there was just like i would describe it as a hellish cacophony 
mm. outside my window. Like I would describe it as like a cacophony from hell. We're talking like blaring like a, cor- like a chorus. Oh, okay. No, we're talking like we're talking like what does the music sound like in hell? Which is like, like hell is hell is declared war, um, and and it is approaching. So, yeah, blaring horns, screaming, uh, drums so, pounding arrhythmically. So uh, Brooklyn rave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was cool. But the other one is I would hallucinate being covered in insects. <laughs> and I would have a pin- Whoa, it gets worse. Because of my, I was having sleep paralysis, I would have a pins and needles sensation covering my entire body. So I would hallucinate being covered in insects while feeling a pins and needles sensation all over me. Uh, and I had that multiple nights a week. When you were weeks. 15. Yeah. And then I started doing research and I was like, why the fuck am I always tired? Because the other thing is having undiagnosed narcolepsy when you're in high school and in middle school is not fun because teachers think you're being lazy. will be mean to you. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so my entire life, teachers were like always super fucking mean about me falling asleep in class until I was like, I, something's wrong here. And my mom was also the worst because I had a doctor. I had a therapist when I was a kid uh, for my ADHD. He was an ADHD specialist. Uh, and his advice to my mom to help me wake up was to put a bowl of marbles in the freezer overnight. <laughs> Look on Patrick's face, fucking hilarious. (laughs) To put a bowl of marbles in the freezer over. I'm just trying to think through, like, before you get to the explanation. Uh I'm I'm trying in my head to wonder. Bad. Mm -hmm. To pour those into my bed, because the thing about marbles is, no matter where I roll to get away from them, they will roll to follow me. Uh alternatively, my mom (laughs) had a literal air horn that she would blow to wake me up. Um, if you're wondering if this was pleasant for me, no, <laughs> it was not. Um, she had a spray bottle like I was a little cat. A little water spray? It, like, psh, 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 directly oh, so like my a face. Oh, so like a dart as opposed to... Yeah, sometimes, that directly, Sometimes you get the ones that are just a spray, but this is an yeah, actual no, like... No. Yeah, directly like into soaker. my face. Yes. Directly into my face with freezing cold water. Um, And that's how I was woken up for literal years was narcolepsy uh, not treatable through medication at this point it or? is it is all right but i was not diagnosed yet and basically i had a doctor being like she's just lazy because of her adhd um <sighs> uh and so basically Christ. i had air horns blown at me uh <laughs> frozen marbles thrown on me <laughs> um <laughs> Spray in the face with water. Um, like part of like a, a bad misogynistic eighties comedy, uh, but actually it's just just your life. But trying to wake my, up, it's just my life trying to wake up. I'm trying to remember. Oh, fun fact about my alarm clock that I used to have. Um, my alarm clock was rated for 113 decibels. So you, you specifically got an alarm clock that was, well, I guess not for you, obnoxiously loud, but to the. To other people oh, might be interpreted oh, as... Oh, don't worry. For me, it's obnoxiously loud. <laughs> uh, I have extremely sensitive ears. So let me tell you, that 113 decibels pounding into my bedroom next, mm-hmm. directly next to my skull at um, 5.30 in the morning uh, was not my favorite thing on the planet. Um, uh, just just for the, the folks at home, 
113 is somewhere around chainsaw or leaf blower levels of uh, loud. That is loud. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And so this was my life for many, many years. And then I got medicated and the medication stopped me from dreaming. Thank Christ. But because my doctor sent him two different prescriptions to my pharmacy, they will not fill them because they are two different prescriptions. And so I have not had my meds for the last week and a half, which is to say that I am falling asleep every single time I am not having a conversation with someone. (laughs) If I am not speaking to a person or like playing a video game, gone. She's out of here. She is out of here. One of my favorite um, two sleep stories were from high school engineering class, one of which I fell asleep sitting up at my desk, like sitting on a desk. Like my engineering teacher was demoing what we were doing for the day. And the fun thing about having ADHD and narcolepsy and being the person that I am and having narcolepsy is that every single class, teachers would be like, here's the here's the piece of paper that what that is what we are doing. Here's the worksheet for today. I'm going to teach you how to do this. Uh, and I would just ignore the teaching bit and just, and just intuit what we were supposed to do on the worksheet, <laughs> fill everything out, hand it to them when they were like, all right, folks, it's time to work. I would be like, here is this. I am going to take a nap now. (laughs) And then just conk the fuck out immediately. Uh, And so one day my engineering teacher was like explaining this and I just driven to school and I was so tired. And I was sitting on top of a desk listening and my ass was knocked out. I was sitting straight up like... on a desk, nothing holding my back up, KO'd. And my friend Ryan walks up behind me and is like, Ryan's British, and he's like, are you good? And I was like, uh. Strange attempt at a British accent, Ryan. Well, yeah, because I was like, because I was like, well, the the problem is that the, I mean, I guess I could do a mask British accent for him. No, I I was saying that you're mumbling, not your your actual physical Not the actual accent, yeah. No, you're good. Um, And so... That was fun. Uh, and the other time was I fell asleep in class and I wake up 25 minutes late. I finished the uh, coding assignment we're doing in like three minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to finish this and then I'm just going to sleep for the rest of the class. And so I pass the fuck out and I wake up and I'm like, why am I so warm and cozy? And my engineering teacher has taken his fur lined denim jacket and draped it over me while I was asleep. <laughs> and he, I woke up and I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, you looked cold. <laughs> and I was like... That's delightful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. I was cold. And now I am warm. And still so tired. And still but asleep thank, in this class. But thank, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, Once that was after I had my diagnosis. Once I got... My diagnoses, my life got much easier because teachers started being nicer to me. It was also the <sighs> time that I fell asleep. Uh, well, I've fallen asleep while driving twice. Oh, God. Um, on the same day. Oh. To the hour. A year apart. <laughs> Fuck off. I no longer drive at September 23rd at 4 p.m. That's fair. I have a rule. I we do all have our limits. <laughs> September 23rd at 4 p.m. Because... I, I, I have, once it happens Wait. two years in a row, you never do it again. Hold on. Yeah. The, the 23rd? 
of September. Do you remember? <laughs> so it's close. It's close. No, it's you off. don't. No, you it's don't off. Remember. It's off. That's I don't off. remember. Actually, no, I very vividly remember falling asleep and fucking oh, and spinning out I was like, on the road. I was like, it's a 20 something. It's an early. It's 21st. 21st, not 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Close enough. If it was on the, For the purposes of the joke, that would be so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Fucking every day on the equinox, Ren has to recharge her her witch powers by fucking falling asleep. <laughs> Some people make a, you know, an annually escalating YouTube video about a song and some people fall asleep while, while they're driving, driving. and then, yeah. Yeah. And then almost shouldn't. die. One um, time in college, I, uh, uh, I, I busted up my finger and, um, I had this one class as my final, one of my final finals. I was, as I was graduating and, uh, just for no good reason, the teacher wouldn't let you type out the essay that you were supposed to do in class on a computer. Like, no, you need to write that shit out. I was like, Jesus. why? <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've had professors. It was, I have professors who still have you write out things during tests. Infuriating, and um, it, it it like soured me on the class to the point that I was putting in the minimal effort into it purely out of spite. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I ended up, you know, breaking a finger. But you know, it was only in like a uh, what do they call it a uh, like a splint or whatever for a couple of weeks, and then it was fine. But I <laughs> I kept it on, and they're like, well, I guess you could use a computer. Because, I mean, you, you, that's your writing hand. How would you be able to do that? I was like, yeah, you're, it's a good point. So I brought my computer to class, wrote, you know, the, like, four hours we had for the essay. I did it in 45 minutes and, like, typed <laughs> it on the computer. And then I, I took the thing off my hand as I left the class, threw it in the trash. and was like, no, I'm good. What is, Kato, do you have any good, like, insane professor stories? Uh... You went to art no. school, right? You gotta, you gotta have some weird motherfuckers, right? I mean, yeah, but they were all weird in the same way. I don't know. Here's Aww. the here's my problem. My, my I feel like my barometer is off for a lot of things because I went to weird schools with weird mm. people that I'm sure other people would think were weird, but that was just my life. That was just like what. Yeah. Everyone was a little bit eccentric. Nobody was really normal. The boring right. teachers were the normal ones, and nobody remembered them because they were boring right. and nobody liked them. <laughs> Uh, nothing like outlandish though really it's just like that's a weird thing about art school is that surprisingly a lot of people are very well adjusted if they're uh, into arts and for some reason it it attracted teachers that were very good but it's just like the county like good chill weirdos yeah exactly like they actually like were good like had good pedagogy and like wouldn't you know understood you know students as human beings with lives outside of school uh it was a good i i i I had an unfortunately good chill time at high school to the point where everyone motherfucker this is what i mean i'm in the same boat fighting for our lives damn i have such a a good time fuck me unfortunately is the wrong word what i mean to say is like uh unusually i guess unusually like a good time in high school so i never like like i can never relate to the like people hating their high school situation because it was just like yeah we were all doing we were all there because you wanted to be there which is a thing you can't say about most high schoolers we had a teacher who taught and this is the most ohio thing i'll have ever said in a podcast who taught it's very early in your who taught oil and gas. What? The class he taught, Patrick, was oil and gas. 
Are you like sure to, this isn't the most Ohio shit you've ever heard? Because the class was called Oil and Gas. What did and we it was learn? A class about the oil and gas industry. I didn't take cool. the class. This teacher, though, is known for harassing our AP US history teacher. Um, and by that, I mean one day he went outside and caught a live bird mm. and then walked into the AP US history classroom during class. And released a live bird into the classroom. <laughs> what? And this adult man walked outside, grabbed a bird, walked into the APUS history classroom, and then released the live bird into the classroom. What? Why? Why? I choose not to question it. <laughs> Why did it? He also would have, because his students didn't have anything to do, because the class was fake. <laughs> One day, they were in the halls. We had these long-ass fucking hallways in my high school. And motherfuckers were bowling with batteries <laughs> down the fucking hallway. Literally bowling Great. with batteries at the at the end of the hallway. Batteries this as man, the pins? Or batteries as the bowl? Or both? Both. Both, yeah. Both. <laughs> um... This was my life. One day we walked in and there was signs on the water fountains that said, yes, the levels of lead in our water are high, but it is technically below the legal limit for how much lead you can have in the water. Yes, officer. So it's fine. I only had a couple of drinks. I only, only, I only had a couple of pieces of lead in these pipes. I was not drunk. I was just at school. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, those are a couple, a couple of, sh- a couple of short insights into my, into my secondary education experience. Well, what better way to start the for the the nicest episode of Waypoint Radio yet? Episode four sixty nine. I feel like uh, the, the the only way to transition from that chaos is just to uh, Kill it. hear about the chaotic game. <laughs> kill the chaos. chaos game. The only way, oh to, the only way to get out of chaos is oh to kill my it. God. Is to kill it. Um, uh, shit. You and I, you've played more than I most likely uh, because I discovered this morning that if you install the deluxe edition of Stranger in Paradise, it turns out it just installs an art book and a music thing as a separate application on your PC. Sorry, 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 a separate application? It is, it is. I thought it was a little odd at first when I like loaded it on the Epic Game Store and it was only uh, a gig. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just like downloading a gig and then it's going to download the rest and I'll walk away and... Because I, I installed it on Friday, and I was like, I'll play it on Monday morning. And then I sat down to do it, and I was like, no, that's just an art book and a, and a music, a BMG selection screen. Uh, I need to download 70 other gigs in order to play uh, this game that has one of the oddest. There's no setup. There's no setup to this game, hey, Ren. There isn't, like, there's no way to intro it. It's, well, you so need a clap, by the way. Do we? Yes. Okay. Kind of, okay. Yes, we do need to clap. I'm Kato. What? Future Kato will thank current Ren ah, for making us clap. That's fine. No. Future right, Kato 55, will thank me. 55. Hey, Future Kato, the one who's editing this, you're welcome. Yeah. I love you. Really? <laughs> 
Hey, this fucking game. I don't. I don't. I don't have it. I have the the demo, but I've heard, and I want y'all to confirm. I I was playing this demo, and I was like, weird. It feels like they cut out some things here. They probably left it out in order to, uh, you know, not spoil things, and like they just want to give you like a slice of the game of the more interesting parts of the game. Because you start the game, you fight a monster. There's a weird cutscene. Yep. There's a weird tutorial. Yep. You yep. meet some people outside of a city? Question mark. And then. Yep. There's like a time skip where you've done a bunch of adventuring with these people. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're describing is the that beginning it? of the video. Yeah, that's just the beginning of Kato, I felt like I was having God. like a seizure or something because what? the game is just like, like, hey, you're not the four warriors of light. Could you go prove that you can fight monsters? And the game's just like, and you went and did and that And you shit. went and did you that shit. You fought monsters. You, you came went back. You fought three. And people are no, all even though you upset. Bought <laughs> That you're not the four warriors of light. They make, and you have these dark crystals uh, that are kind of freaking people out. But you know what? Here's the key. They they make a fucking See reference ya. to the fact that you've beaten three abominations already. It's like and they the, don't what know the fucking fuck? clue who those motherfuckers were. <laughs> who? who were they? No idea. We beat what abominations. Deal? Then why the no fuck idea. am I level one? <laughs> what the fuck is why going am I on? One. Why do I? <laughs> It is, it is one of the most in deranged beginnings to a video game I have Unhinged. ever fucked with in my entire life. Patrick, what is your experience with Neo? Uh, I played probably 10 hours of the first one. Mm -hmm. um, and then I read a review that was like, and 95 hours later, I finished it. And I said, I'm good. Um, also, I... And I'm running into a similar issue in the like two hours I played of this game is that uh, I find games with loot to be a, like off putting unless done so in a very specific way um, where frequently loot can feel like it's just it's just there to waste your time. Um, and Neo frequently felt like, look, a lot of this shit is here just to waste your time. You don't really need to be messing with this. Did this need to be a loot game? And you could probably answer this better than, than I can about this game. But I, I, like in the first 45 minutes, I'm like changing so much shit for my character that doesn't feel meaningful. It just feels like, well, that number went up. So mm. I guess I better put on the next one. Uh, and... I'm not quite sure what these stats mean, but I guess I'll equip the thing with the, the better number. And Kato, darling, uh, how much Neo have you played? Very little. I played like both both demos of those games when they came out and then like, I don't know, two hours of Neo 2, I think. Mm-hmm. So I like Neo 1 and 2 a lot. Uh, the stance system is like one of my favorite combat systems in all of video games. Uh, it is some of the most like in-depth and fun combat I've ever fucked with, period. Um, this feels like that, but worse. <laughs> um, uh, to answer your question, uh, Patrick, this game is basically just Neo. Like, like in terms of build, like building your character, mm -hmm. it, is it is Neo to the core. So the way that Neo generally works is every kind of equipment in the game, right, has a set of passives and it has a set of like build stuff, right? And as you get stronger, you can power up those pieces of gear to make those passives a lot stronger. End game Neo play is about like basically building equipment with like insane passives. So the loot game aspect is real and like and like fun because it's about like build and theory crafting. 
The problem is the 50 hours before you get to the build and theory crafting where you're just like, it's like destiny where you're like churning through a bunch of bullshit to get your light level up. Ugh. Like that is effectively <laughs> that, that could not sound more distressing. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's similar to Destiny in that like the game feel is fucking incredible. The actual feeling of playing the video game Neo and playing Destiny is actually like kind of comparable to me in terms of being like, oh, it feels real good to click those heads. But in Neo, it's like, oh, it feels real good to use my key pulses and stance switches to boost my stamina and then fucking tear apart this enemy by switching between like long and like, sorry, between heavy and quick stance of this weapon. Um, Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise is like that, but it feels worse and there's less fluid weapon switching. Um, Can you switch between, because you can equip two weapons at once yes. um can you switch mid combat or is mm-hmm. that only okay all right i mean i know uh, mid combat i guess i mean mid combo i guess is what i meant oh mid combo in neo yes right because i remember that being one of the coolest things about that um, game was like yo i can switch between these two weapons while i'm in the middle of tearing apart this enemy yeah. and that became like, like a, there's something and also stances uh mm. that's the thing about that, that like makes neo unique is the f- neo unique neo unique <laughs> that makes Neo unique uh, is the fact that there are these multiple stances that you can switch between, and each of the stances have different effects. Um, and sometimes they even transform your weapon. So, for example, my weapons of choice in Neo 2 were the Switch Glaive, which is a scythe that transforms into a glaive that transforms into, like, you know, the saw cleaver from Bloodborne? Yes. Right, where the short version is basically you're just like swinging around. A, like the just the blade you're basically swinging it by the blade you know what i mean yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's one okay. of my favorite weapons it's what i used to swap between that and the uh the kirk hammer were like yes. my favorites in that game. <laughs> so the switch glaive does that where it lets you hold the weapon by the blade and use it in like a very quick slashy way and then it has a glaive form where you're using it like a spear or a glaive uh, and then it has a scythe form that is its heavy like stance breaking high damage mode Hell yeah. um and you can switch between all of those naturally, and there are attacks that will switch your form for you, and all of them have different advantages and disadvantages. It's what makes Neo's combat fucking stellar. And then I also equipped, um, what is it called? Uh, split Staff, um, which is a staff that is like held together by chains inside of it. Uh, and mm-hmm. so basically, when you swing the staff, you can like basically take a little like heavy metal ball and swing it at the end of the staff. And so you're, there's like a fast mode where you're swinging both ends of the staff and you have these two little metal balls coming out and hitting things. And then you have your like wacky, uh, heavy stance, right? All of this is great. It's super fluid. It's super fun to play. And stranger of paradise has none of it. It has (laughs) weapons that it's basically, you have two attacks. You have your light attack chain and you have your special ability. And sometimes you get combos, Uh, by going down certain parts of the weapon tree and, like, getting abilities that let you do stuff when you hold your left bumper. The variety of combat stuff feels way lower, as does the overall game feel. Uh, One of the problems that is present in Neo and also is present in Stranger of Paradise is a lack of responsiveness when you are hit. It is really hard to tell when you are taking damage in Stranger of Paradise. Yeah, it's kind of spongy, which is, like, you know, one of the, the hallmarks of, like, the Souls game in general is like you, you know, when your ass is getting hit, like that communic the visual communication it has about attack patterns, both to and, 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 and at you, uh, is very specific and easy to identify. Um, and for a game that is playing in that same space, 
to not have that, I can imagine, especially as the game gets more difficult, uh, would be uh, a problem. Yeah, there's like very little feedback for when you are being hit by certain kinds of attacks. Um, the parry feels good, though. Love a good love a good video game parry. Well, and the the, the you know the the mechanic they've attached to it in Stranger uh, Stranger of Paradise, Stranger, Stranger Paradise? of Paradise. Oh, Paradise. Paradise. I'm gonna, I'm going to keep messing that Paradise. up because now I can't get it right in my brain. <laughs> uh, it is where you uh, like, for example, if you're going up uh, against like a fire enemy and they they spit a fireball at you uh, when you parry that you can absorb the attack and then temporarily have the ability to like you know like in the case of these fire enemies if you you know it's the standard fire enemy in a final fantasy game and you if you shoot that back at them enough times like you cause them to explode by ingesting too much fire and then you don't have to deal with those enemies like or like there's a troll that throws a rock at you and you can like grab that rock and then you get to throw rocks and like it's that that part that shit's of the, so neat it is it is super cool very very blue magey I'm really curious, uh, Patrick. I don't. I don't know this about you. What is your What is your Final Fantasy history and 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 general vibe? Uh I got very into JRPGs when I was uh, in like elementary school, like starting with like Final Fantasy VI, um, and that's what most of my summers were in between school uh, up through. I think Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VIII's my favorite. Um, love me a draw system. Um, but yeah, a big Final Fantasy person. I played, like, JRPGs were, like, my genre up until the point where I didn't have time to pay, play them anymore in college, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and Kato, you? Um, yeah, I played, uh, 10, I think, first, all the way through. And then went back and did, like, 7 and you know, did 12 and 15. So like those are the ones Not I played. Not 10-2, huh? What do you got against no. three women leading a video game, Kato? Wow, Kato. I, you know what, Patrick? That's a really good hmm, point that I hadn't God, really considered. Is that Kato? Are kidding me? Every is single that, fucking time I open my goddamn mouth on this fucking Kato, podcast. Is it, is it Kato, wow, so then, kind of so just, Kato takes a little bit of criticism look. about his stance towards <laughs> Final 10-2. Yeah. And the way he does it is he attempts to parry fucking it back Christ. at us as though yeah. we've done something wrong? Yeah, like oh. like you're talking, like Kato, it was pointed out to you that you have kind of complicated feelings feelings around women and when this was pointed out to you you got really mad at everyone around you and i think that's really worth like thinking about and kind of like taking into consideration when like you're approaching criticism in the future you know especially from your friends i didn't own final fantasy 10 i borrowed it from a friend and i never bought 10 2 when it came out because i was mm. poor i didn't have money I didn't buy. I didn't buy uh, video games until I was. Mm, so out your misogyny is rooted in classism. It's rooted in class. Got it. 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 We all have explanations for our, <laughs> our mm-hmm. character flaws. Yeah. Also, I played Kato, all. Of Kingdom, also, also, I've played all of Kingdom Hearts, which count as fun. Ricardo, games. I don't like them because they're different from me. Contrary. <laughs> When did I say God that? I was logged off. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm um, sure I probably said it on accident. But when did I? <laughs> um, See, but you know, start, now just... we just got to start inventing terrible things that Kata has said, so that he has like an internal crisis. Did I say that? Like, look, I, know maybe look, I have a bad context, memory, motherfucker. Like, did I say that? <laughs> that is why. That is why they call Patrick and I the ga- the gaslight gatekeep girl bosses. <laughs> People are always saying this about us. I've been asking them to stop. Or have I? It's offensive. <laughs> 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 
in the past. Stupid bit. But yeah, I was just really curious as to like what your histories are with the series. How do you, Patrick, as, as a as a longtime fan of a series in Kato, uh, uh, someone who's a longtime fan of the series except for the ones that women are in charge of, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the general shift towards uh, more action-oriented combat from like Final Fantasy 13 onwards? Because as someone who just started Final Fantasy 13 over the weekend... Um, I've been I've been thinking a lot about like the series shifts in design. And I was I was really curious as to like how y'all have like felt about them. I I uh like my like ide- like Final Fantasy X was I think is like one of the ideal forms of like trying to marry like a like having the the speed of an action game like fused in with a turn based game. Like, you know, Final Fantasy X, that's what introduced you know, like you switching characters, like you were just like flying through menus. And I guess the thing that I've run up against as I've gotten older is that like, I just just sitting in menus all day just kind of bores me, which I think mm-hmm. is explains my attraction towards, you know, games like souls games where it's like, I can get the feeling of an RPG, but invested in a form that demands my full attention because right. as I, I have so less, I don't have as much free time as I used to. And so when I do want to dedicate my time to something, I, it's why I find like action games, platforming games to be the ones I spend so much time with because they just fully demand my attention and I'm also I'm tired and I need these games to <laughs> fucking yell at me if I'm going to stay awake for them and uh so uh, you know it's not that I can't enjoy uh like a good JRPG but uh, they're just not really for me anymore because I don't I, I just generally kind of like start to fall asleep when I right. when I play them in their sort of like traditional form like the the way like the dragon quest games are still made these days right turn-based stuff is kind of grating at this point versus like the more like engaged octave time battle systems that like you know final fantasy 7 remake uh yeah, is yeah how yeah, do you feel yeah, about 15 yes. uh lo- loved both lo- loved remake loved 15 like bo- both those games were well i loved 15 until like the last third or whatever but like the like the first like third <laughs> of that game is, is 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 beautiful and brilliant and i'm i'm glad that creative director you know like left if they didn't like working there to go do something else but i, I would have liked if that creative director had a chance to make another one of those with the boys or not. Um, uh, and you cut up? Yeah, I I mean, I still, we, we had the fucking uh, Bravely Default debacle not too long ago. <laughs> we oh. playing too much of that game. We had, to talk, we, had, we had to have an honest conversation with Kato that he was not willing to have with himself, which is that as, as he was explaining the time he spent with a game that he didn't like, <laughs> We had to ask why. Yes. This wasn't asked yes. of you from like a I remember perspective. this now. I remember hearing um, about this at the very least. And we got to the end, and he seemed to understand <sighs> where we were coming from. Was like, we're just trying to do this for you. Like, you don't, you don't have to do this. You don't have to um, do it, Kata. Yeah. And it wasn't an indictment of slower turn-based JRPGs. Like, no. This, this one, it's it's cool. You don't have to do this one. That's the I mean, thing. I I've, I've gotten really missing it. It's bad. Huh? I was going to say, I agree with you about Bravely Default. That game fucking sucks. Two. Uh, there was a lot of yes, Bravely Default Two. I liked Bravely mm. Default One, but Bravely Default Same. Two, that game's that game's oh my god, the fucking not to go back to Bravely Default Two and reiterate a discourse that already happened in this podcast with Kato, oh, but like right. yeah, motherfucker, here. motherfucker, that job system is one of the slowest goddamn things I have ever played within a video game. If you're going to give me multiple classes, let me make fucking decisions about them and try and pair them together in interesting ways and yeah. not fucking withhold them from me for twenty goddamn hours. Let me play the in hey. Hey, if you're a dev listening to this right now, let me play the interesting part of the game, or let me play the interesting part of the video game from the beginning. <laughs> let the let let the cool part 
be most of the video game yeah and not the end of the video game that would be really cool this also applies to the destiny devs who put all the cool shit in raids i'm begging you let the cool part be <laughs> earlier you fucks um i uh but yeah yeah i was really curious about uh your feelings about like how did you feel about 15 i liked 15 uh i liked 15 mechanically and not structurally uh because I think I accidentally lost out on a lot of shit. I left the, I hit the point of no return too early and didn't realize that it would be a point of no return because I'm a fool. It told me. The game tells you. He's pretty fucking explicit oh, okay. so about it. This, okay, so it wasn't like a Rob Zachary situation in which you missed something completely telegraphed by the video. No, game I did. And, That's what I mean. Then... Like it, it was. Oh, wait. It was saying. It was saying like, look, we're not gonna be able to come back. And I thought that was like dramatically stated <laughs> no. and not like oh, oh. Well, sometimes games will be as, as as blatant as like putting it like it's divorced from i forget like, if character there's dialogue or tone there'll be like a menu that says hey if i remember if Final you go forward correctly it does do this it yeah does i'm pretty, pretty sure forward, there's a dialogue oh my yeah. god Kato. i just yeah, there's a button that is like don't go forward if you're not sure you will lose all side quests <laughs> well here i'm not usually i get it Kato. i'm not usually into side quests too much right like honestly like i but that game was like, actually, you should just go do all the side quests. That's where a lot of the game is in that middle area when you're doing the... I wanted more of the road trip part. And yep. then like, did, did, like kind of blasted through main path and like barely had it any of the road. Like, it feels like it was a, a, a third of the game instead of... Yeah. You can extend that for like most of the game if you're actually doing other shit. That's also where you get all the cool weapons, right? Yeah. Like, all the cool weapons are inside dungeons and areas right. off of I the, see off any of the of main shit. path. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really I finished that game, I... though. That's the thing I could say about not a lot of JRPGs these days, but I finished that one. Um, I've been, I've been fucking around with some JRPGs recently, and I also think a lot about, like, JRPG combat systems, including turn-based combat systems. Um, like, I love the Etrian Odyssey games, um, which are, like, I fucking adore, like, a good turn-based combat system. And so I've been very interested by, like, the shift in Final Fantasy to more active gameplay, and I, I started Final Fantasy 13 on stream over the weekend, and the thing that I'm realizing about that game is that it kind of lays the foundation for a lot of like what my modern Final Fantasy is, including even like Stranger of Paradise, right? The character switching, the on-the-fly class switching is mm. like the core of Final Fantasy 13's combat system. It's like party management and making sure each character is being the right role at the right time. Uh, the paradigm shift system is extremely neat. Um, and that well, feels and like- what you lose the, in, the, in the shift to action is that, and I think like FF7 Remake does an admirable job like building off of what 15 did, but- like I like managing the whole party mm-hmm. and by the very nature of it becoming more action oriented, you're making it more pl- oriented around the one character that you're controlling. Right. And it becomes like, okay, I get to press one button to tell someone to do the special move. Yeah. That I've and taught that's just not, that's just not the same feeling. And it's, it's trying to evoke that party based approach, but at, at a certain level, it's like, if you're going to make, you have to make that singular player centric experience like work at the absence of, uh, uh, sort of the team-based stuff, but that's why I liked things like 10. Um, and it's, I never played the lightning games, but sounds like it's in a similar vein of like, okay, how, how do we get that frenetic sense of action in a context of you going through menus really quickly? So you feel like you're doing a bunch of that shit you'd be doing out in an open field, but you're still doing it from, from a menu. Yeah. And like square has basically abandoned that as a, as a concept. 
Yeah, 13 is, is, is really good about it. And it's actually really cool to see the DNA of the series very much laid in 13, as I've also been like fucking around in Stranger of Paradise and being like, oh, this particular uh, thing where you're like telling, you're controlling one primary character specifically and then telling the others what to do every once in a while is like, the the foundation of like how 13 works and and does a great job of doing it that's also how 15 works um and so it's been neat to watch the series progress like that i just wish that um team ninja it's N- team ninja right or is yeah. it ninja theory no ninja theory is the microsoft yeah. team that's what i thought okay team ninja uh had made the game feel better i really god it's astounding to me how much worse this feels than neo the attacks feel kind of weightless. Does that is that track for you, Patrick? I just feel like the numbers pop up on the screen, and that's nice. But other than that, most things are feeling weightless to me in Stranger of Paradise. Well, I, and I would be inclined to like knee jerk explain that as like a speed thing. But like Sekiro is very fast, Neo is very fast, and so it's not that like oh, if this game was just a little bit slower, more deliberate, it would be able to achieve that sensation, to, you know, a little more acutely. But I think it's just a I don't know. It's just a, like a kind of a misfire. Uh, it's very little feedback. It's very little feedback from hits. Like one of the things that Neo is like, when you hit a motherfucker, you hit a motherfucker. Also, uh, and so I've just been, yeah, what's up, Cutter? What were you playing on like performance or? Um, we both played on PC. PC. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have, okay. On PS5, it looks like trash. <laughs> it has this. Oh, it's like almost like it feels like it's faking DLSS or something like that, where it's like super pixely and jaggy, but then like upresed in a bad way. And like things get muddy quick in a way where like I don't even it feels worse. Like, like it already doesn't have a lot of feedback, but then like it feels mm-hmm. almost worse because like the visual feedback isn't coming through either. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, it's all it's all, it's a it's very messy on on PS5. That is the game's adaptive re- resolution. Yeah. Uh, which it does for performance reasons. It also does this on PC. PC <laughs> also has um, adaptive and dynamic resolution, and it looks really bad sometimes. Uh, there were cutscenes that just looked like utter dog shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I like checked my visual settings. Like, dude, am I playing the game on low? Why does this look no, so bad? I, feel, I, well, cause I, think, I don't think the, 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 the cutscenes, I don't think they're real time. Are they real time? I, 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 I My impression was maybe they were actually like captured as a video and then no, you're just those watching are real that. time i'm like Ew, 85 they're, okay. sure they're real time they're really also, bad they're so bad that if it was captured previously that would be so much worse patrick oh my sometimes god sometimes do do that like that where they like you're you're watching what looks like a real time feed but you're actually just like a video file is playing yeah speak speak speaking of uh rpgs and old rpgs that we've played what is what is one of the what is one of the first things you do when you like get to a town in an RPG? What do you talk to people? Talk to everyone. Talk to everyone. Yeah, you walk around, see what's in here, and talk to everyone. You know what this game doesn't have? A town where you walk Ta- around. Towns where to you people. walk around. You know what it does have? A menu a where you talk to all the different menu. characters. Uh-huh. Wait, is that how uh-huh. that works? Yeah. Yes. Did you not see this, Patrick? If you go, if well, you're so on the I, world, I thought I did. I thought I did something wrong because the game, after you see the intro, yeah. it says, "Hey." Make sure you talk to like people in the town if you want to like learn about what their lives are like. Yeah. And then I went into the next mission and I was like, oh, I must have, like, I should have, I guess I, there was a 
thing I missed where I went back to the town. I guess I'll do that. There's no later. town, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, there's no town. That one, that one room where you enter and you talk to the king, you leave uh-huh. thinking, I'm going to go out into the city. I'm going to talk to the locals. I'm going to see where the inn is. I'm going to see where the... No. All of that's cutscenes. And then when you get to the motherfucking over, uh, overworld map, you hit a button to bring up the menus, and then there's a talk menu. And you hit the button, uh, and it loads in a scene of a fountain, and the, the person that you're talking to says their line, and it kicks you back out to the menu. And then you hit rules. the button for the next person... And the exact same scene with the fountain in the background loads in again with a different character standing where the other character was standing, and they say their line, and it kicks you back out to the menu. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the queen in that world, who, if you talk to them as you're leaving, she's like, uh, "Will you smile in front of my fucking kid? Will you smile in front of my fucking kid, you weirdo? Like, I get your whole thing as being a huge dick, but if you don't smile in front of my fucking kid." Hey, shout out to a game that tells a man he needs to smile. You know, uh, just be oh, transparent. Kato does that to me all the time. What? Kato does that to me all the time in between in between oh, recording right. sessions. Kato says, you know, "Wow, Ren, you should always smile every more." T- every time it happens, I forget that it's happening, and I'm like, oh, "What's going on? Did I actually do that?" I like have an anxiety attack of like, "What I have I done?" Less about it. <laughs> I will stop teasing you about um, no, it's your okay. massage. Your- it's actually very funny. I just Ricardo- forget for a split second. Ricardo the massage. It's actually very funny as he's like crying <laughs> off camera. Like, no, oh, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Keep going, man. Hey, listen. I got it. It's Kata. learning. It's Kata the bisexual king and Ricardo the dark misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the two. Yeah, you know, there's two classes that, that Kato yeah. can yeah. switch between. Yeah, level up. <laughs> what is the what weapon does uh, Ricardo the Dark Misogynist wield? Oh, uh, sounds like a like an edgy uh, daggers motherfucker. Okay, and what weapon does uh, Kato the bisexual king wield? Well, he's a mage, obviously. He's got the club. Okay, he's gonna do his magic. Okay, perfect. So it's mage and and uh, uh, rogue. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you for thank you for teaching me about yeah. uh, the two classes you contain within yourself. Uh, Patrick, what are your two classes? I don't know. What are my two classes? What if I throw? What if I throw? What if I throw it to the audience? What? Cop out. Fucking cop out. Cop out. Cop out, motherfucker. What are your two classes? <laughs> I don't know. What would, I, I don't think about that. This is why I don't do like D and D. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what my classes are. <sighs> okay, we should make, we should make Patrick we play a TTRPG someday. We should. We should. It would just stress me out because I got to be like creative about what my character would be like. I don't know. Kata, what do what do what do we think Patrick's two classes are? <sighs> I did enjoy being that synth character when we did the yeah you, dungeon world game. Yeah, you give me fun. you give me dragoon vibes. You know what I mean, Kata? Do you see what I'm like? Do you see where my brain is? It was Patrick always jumping. I don't. <laughs> I can just very clearly imagine Patrick with a big spear jumping very high in yeah. the air. Yeah, you know, I I do like you know I do those hit workouts. You know, I'm jumping around, squatting. It's like you made a pound in. Squatting. Paladin. Okay, so is it like a dragoon is one of his classes and the other is paladin? Paladin. Yeah. Like a defend like a defender. Yeah, defender. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I gotta get aggressive if I need to be with that sphere, but you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise. Always jumping headfirst into the discourse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 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 Patrick oh, doesn't look doesn't look puppet. at Twitter on the weekends. Just ready for the discourse. <laughs> well, right, because on because in the week because that's when you're in that's when you're in that's paladin, mode. paladin mode. Yeah. And, right. then, yes. and then during yes. the weekday, you switch yep. to dragoon mode, and you're like, let I me takes. let me spear this discourse. Let me let me let me let me drive my holy pole arm into the heart of this discourse. I actually think the UI and UX of Souls games is fine. Patrick says, <laughs> throwing his spear full strength into the body of online. I had like five or six different notable UI people just straight up turn me down. I was like, hey, can we actually just talk about what's interesting about the, 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 the UI and Souls? No, I, I'm not touching that. It doesn't matter how long that pole is. I'm not going near it. I was like, okay. Your pole arm is not strong enough. No, it was not. (laughs) Maybe if you were a ranger, but as a, but as a, but as a dragoon, no, you got to be up in there with even, it's a long spear, but it's not long enough. Maybe it was a ranger. If you were firing a bow into the heart of the discourse, then maybe UI people would be like, yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can talk about this. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me about your hearts, everyone. What is yours? Oh, oh, that's a good point. My classes? Yeah. I feel like honestly, I feel like my my neo shit is is a is a pretty good one where it's like very very adaptive, right? This mm. the the switchglaive. If there was a switchglaive in Final Fantasy, I'm trying to think of like what a good like 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 a like a like a oh, I know. The Final Fantasy 14 version of a red mage. Where it is a person with like a fencing spear mm-hmm. and magic. I feel like I feel like that is one of my classes. Is like a, a magic swordswoman. Does that exist in this one? Are there red mages? No one's quite sure. No <laughs> one's quite sure. Who's to say? I actually did just post a video from um Harper J uh from of of like late game uh Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise that looks like such a better video game. Than what Patrick and I have been playing. Um, well, that clip is loud. Okay, I'm clicking. Where they are using a advanced uh, game class called the Tyrant. That is like a monk that has magic enchantments that looks so much more fun than anything I've been oh playing in the game so far. And like, this is what I mean. Where I'm like, devs, please just give me your cool shit early. I am, I am able to handle the onslaught of systems if you just let me have the fun shit from the beginning. Uh, so yeah, red mage. Are, I was, this game throws a lot of systems at you. Very but they're easy. not the fun ones. No, That's but I just mean problem. like the interface is dense, confusing. Uh, There's it a is way unclear to... what you should be paying attention to or what is important. It... And like every five steps is like. Also, here's a magic system that is wildly unintuitive in terms of how you cast the magic or change spells. But like, I don't know, you oh, just figure it out. Fucking god! Patrick, a... The fact that you have to hold the magic button, yeah. And yeah. To make it use bigger. the stick. Gotta make it bigger. And use the stick to select it your sucks. other fucking it's magic so type. Feels so fucking bad. I hate it. The, the there's in theory some way to uh fucking cancel a special attack into switching switching uh your job into a combo. Uh, I remember getting a, a fucking pop up for that. Couldn't fucking tell you how the fuck that, that works. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds like a Does way it, more fun be, version of the video yeah. game that I played. I'm sure it's possible, but like there was like one very specific way to do it. And it was like, okay, you hit R2 and then do something else. And then boom, you're the other class and you're still fighting mid combo. It's like, I don't know that I've ever hit enough things without getting smacked in the back of the head. <laughs> First of all, that I could chain a combo that long anyways. Second, 
you what now? I can do this. I can chain these things like a fucking uh, fighting game combo. Sick. And then it didn't 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 see enemies for long enough that I forgot by the time I got there. <laughs> like what the actual key combination is. Uh, it's it's also I you know I noticed in like the ninety minutes that I played, uh, like you know it's it's a game you know very evocative of a soul sort of thing where you're thinking like okay I'm gonna lock onto an enemy yeah. this is the enemy I'm fighting here's what I'm dealing with but then I got these two fucking bozos off to <laughs> my left right that are like I'm like setting up like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna parry this fire attack and send it back and instead they're like yeah <laughs> like they're going in just beating the shit out of this out of get this out of the way. Uh, just let it shoot I, its know, fire at me so I can catch the fire. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, if I hit left around the D-pad, I can tell them to go into, like, sicko mode, which the game is just, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, do you want them to be more aggressive? And I was like, I, I guess? I don't, I don't, do I? I I'm not sure. Do, is that advantageous? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think having, like, semi-permanent companions in a, in a game like this is an interesting idea. Um, and I certainly have not gotten far enough to like have a definitive take on like how it does or doesn't work, but, um, like it didn't, like, especially early on when I'm trying to learn the systems, I was yeah, like, just go away. Like, I just want to stop. figure out how to move, uh, in this world. And instead they're constantly just getting in front of me and, and fucking up my ability to like, understand, like it really interrupts understanding like the, the feel of the animations, the attack systems, um, because they're just, <laughs> just fucking jumping in and they're doing a good job of beating the shit out of enemies, but they're it's not doing a good job of letting me understand uh, how the game. And I, I beat that demo. Do we think were the were the were those guys in the because the first the first mission is was that the, first, that first demo. demo? Yeah. Um, but were they, I don't think were they with you in that demo? Yeah. No, they totally were. Okay. I remember right. because the only reason I beat. Uh, that the boss in that demo was because I had used them as meat shields for the first phase. Right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that boss fight was good. I I enjoyed that uh that uh that that uh like main encounter that ends the the first demo. I didn't I didn't touch the second demo, but although that part was like a little disappointing. It's like oh cool. I was trying to play this game so I could have a conversation with Ryan that was like a little informed. It's like oh nope. Uh, you're no, just play the same the dungeon that you played yeah. a year ago. <laughs> What if that, but it like took longer and you had access to less tools? And also, because right, it's not there a demo. Some and weird things in the very beginning that didn't make any goddamn sense. And they just that was the best part of the experience, frankly. Yeah. Was the <laughs> bizarre disjointed narrative. The when he starts playing my way in the middle of a field. And then if anybody out there that listens to this podcast uh, works in, around, or near music licensing, I would love to know your best guess at what it costs. To get that song in there, oh my god! Um, I'm sure yeah. every deal is different. I'm I'm sure that that is not a hey. It's just a across the board. You pay two hundred grand to get my way in a song, but it doesn't seem cheap. Um, seems like one of those things where Nomura was just like, "This is what I want," and Square said, "Fine." You shipped Final Fantasy VII remake and made us a bajillion dollars. You can have my way in your your gross little <laughs> side project with Team Ninja. Uh, but if you have any idea, please write in. I would love to know even just a guess at like what, what it must have cost to get that in there. Because it's not a cover. It's the original song, um, which is usually what people do with expensive licensing. Is like, oh, the cover costs a fraction of the original song. So you just do the cover version to, to, to gesture at it. But it's here. Tatsuya Nomura is remains 
one of the strangest men. Undefeated. I mean, undefeated, undefeated constantly, but defeated undefeated. constantly and undefeated. He's yes. he's undefeated at being constantly defeated. Tetsuya Nomura did the character design work and Final Fantasy 13. And I gotta say, Tetsuya Nomura, thank you for your work <laughs> for the lesbians of the world. We are so grateful for Lightning and Fang. Uh, we really appreciate them uh, and their presence. Um, Tetsuya Nomura, I, I thank you for your service. Um, King... You are so good at character designs and so fucking wild at everything else. And I and I cannot help but respect being that much of a fucking weirdo. I cannot I cannot help being that much of a weird right. fucking mess. I do want to I mean, obviously Nomura, an important creative element of this, many other Square Enix games at the moment and for a long time, but the Wikipedia entry for this game does attribute the writer uh, oh, I didn't think it was um, and if you go to their Wikipedia page, I just want to list out a very important fact mm-hmm. uh, about please Nojima give me this fun fact is that uh, Najima wrote most of the Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> that is what is written here. So they though. are best friends. So they had Nomura. <laughs> like they and are Nojima are yeah like that, and they're both fucking weirdos. Like Najima's sitting around scribbling. He's taking like what. Nomura spits out like in a meeting and is like, this is what we're doing. This is the idea. And then Najima has to go and like. And Najima's out here just being like one to one. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what was that video? I, apparently there's a, there's a video of, uh, there's a, there's a documentary about the making of Deus Ex Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that documentary, the devs are like, yeah, we wrote down every single step of the video game before we even started production. And then we just did exactly what was on those pieces of paper and didn't change anything from the initial game's premise to the final release. Mm. And I have to assume that is what Nijima does every single time <laughs> Nomura shows up and is saying <laughs> some insane shit. Nijima's just like, all right, this is what we are following to going. a T. We are going, we are follow. We, <laughs> he gave us this piece of paper. And this piece of paper will be our Bible. <laughs> our fucking insane Bible. Do you want unlimited resources at this company? Do not deviate from this piece of paper. <laughs> piece of paper is my heart. <sighs> Jesus. Y'all heard of video games? Scenario writer for Dragon's Dogma Online. Never played that. But, you know, as long as we have Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> God, I can't wait for Dragon's Dogma 2. I, know, I hope we see that. I hope we see that this year. Otherwise, at this point, I'm. I feel like COVID has probably moved that into not seeing it until next year territory. Oh but I am fairly confident that game's going to happen. Thank was, you, Devil May Cry, for providing Dragon's Dogma. I'm so hopeful that Elden Ring would fill the Dragon's Dogma shaped hole in my heart. I was so, so hopeful. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad that. No, I. I would argue. I. I'm glad it's still. I'm so I'm glad the heart still yearns because it means that they can yearn, exist. Yeah. They can exist separately. We all have two hands. We can hold yeah, them. we have all we all have two two, uh, two, two, two people inside of us. There's two classes in, inside a tarnished of me. and a uh, I don't know what's a class or brain's dogma. A, uh, no, what are those? A pawn, oh, a yeah, pawn, yeah. and a tarnished. Both live inside me. The the red mage in me 
loves Elden Ring. And oh god, I never figured out my other class. Oh, yeah, Fuck. what was your other one? Fuck, well, piss. The red mage was kind of like Shit. kind of like two in one. You just swapping, the swapping back and forth. That's how I cheat the system. Yeah, the system <laughs> I get red mage and I get another one. I get three. I get three, motherfucker. I get three. <laughs> um, probably some kind of like. I was like a dancer, maybe like a ranged DPS, like a ranged melee DPS that with like buffs and debuffs. Nice. I feel like I buff. I feel like I buff and debuff the rest of my the rest of my friends. Uh huh. Do you See, feel buffed right you- now? Well, well Patrick, like do you, I hope you feel buffed. Cotto, do you feel debuffed? Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's working. It's been Good. working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now Ren's got to play a Final Fantasy X-2, because that's a whole game about three of the characters being pop stars in that world, and the job tree is built on different... Wait, did you not know this about X-2 until just now? Yeah, ten- <laughs> <laughs> Ren is dramatically <laughs> zooming in her webcam upon discovering that X-2 is a direct sequel to X, in yeah. which... Uh, the characters become part of a pop group and the job sphere, right? The sphere grid sphere is the, grid. the thing in 10. Yeah. Um, is about, I think, being various dancers and. I knew like, that they changed outfits idols. to change. Yeah, the their outfits class. of the classes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I knew that bit because that comes up in Lightning Returns, but I am just. I did not realize that it was a game about being pop stars. That is incredibly, incredibly powerful. That is. Yes. Uh, the Final Fantasy called, series. They're called Dress Fears in yes, they are. 10 2. Um, Final Fantasy series truly out here for me. Out yeah. here for, for a one Renata price. Thank you. Thank you, Final Fantasy 13. Oh, I'm so small. Just trying to find a list of them. Anyway, good game. Both good games. I don't know. Is this a good game? Are you going to keep playing it? I'll play a little bit more of it. I'll play a little yeah, bit more. Think, of it. I, I want to see if the class system becomes good. If the class system becomes good in like three hours, hell yeah. If not, it's like it is the this is quintessentially the guy kind of game that there are. I'm not super huge into watching other people play a video game. I don't want to play this game. I but I would desperately want to watch someone else do it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I would love to see someone play through all of this and exp- I want to experience the story. But uh, I don't think I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I was still wasn't, if I had finished Elden Ring by now, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, it also doesn't help. Yes. Like a, I I consider to be a far superior game that is dancing in the same. Yeah. You know, uh, they're obviously not comparable, but like they're close enough that, you know, I haven't played Elden Ring in a week specifically because I wanted to engage with games that felt different and then until like and then I'll come back to that game uh probably after uh our trip to New York and like the 90 minutes I played of this was like this is too close doesn't feel as good <laughs> it makes me just want to play Elden Ring instead which is not entirely this game's fault uh right but I you know it is part of the collateral damage of coming out in the wake of a game that you know yeah. is 100 hours long um yeah. and is spectacular the Elden Ring tarnished I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying. Damn it. We're not going to do an Elden Ring check-in today. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Um, even though Rob's gone and we could, we could do whatever we want. But instead, we're going to we're gonna <laughs> take a break. Rob can't stop us. Uh, have you beaten the game? No. Okay. No, I've You're been. Close. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still stuck Are you still Millennia. mad at that bone boss, M- M- Melania, or what? Is yeah, I'm not mad at her. I just still haven't beat her. I need to. I need mm. to. Uh, well, also, the, they did a massive patch. 
They did. That changed everything. Um, A patch that also seemed to definitely confirm suspicions that this game sort of just shipped. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, all that late game ah, balancing like I was talking about, they are NPCs starting were, to fix. <laughs> NPCs should be marked on the map. Quest lines weren't there at launch. Wait, that NPC M- thing is new? Yeah, yes. NPCs uh, are only now being marked on the map. I yep. I saw that and was like, was I just missing that for the first 20 hours? Though no, that no, appeared over... Dog, okay, wow, new. amazing. There are, there are quest lines <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, for understandable reasons, people were just like, that. Guess that's just some from software bullshit. I guess that quest line just doesn't go anywhere. And data miners were like, no, there's stuff in there. But then it was equally understandable. Yeah, of course, there's tons of stuff in from games in the code that didn't go anywhere. It was cut for, you know, any number of reasons. And turns out it was a glitch. <laughs> You know, much like hitting a hitting a door forty times because it has nine hundred ninety nine HP, and it, and then the fog door goes away. I think that's just a mistake. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the game is full of yeah. doors you have to hit forty times. Yeah. I hope that's Other true. I hope I'm wrong. Talk about his debugs, like de- like not I'm, debugging, yes. but like yeah, like QA testing shit. But yeah, so, so some guy I'm from is is rubbing their temples because they the way of fixing this one wall was just to give it a huge amount of health thinking why would anyone hit this wall 40 times and then uh, apparently that is also how they would code walls that are that needed uh story triggers but they also made sure mm. to give them infinite or near infinite defense they forgot mm. the defense on that wall supposedly that's really so what people funny. is what people are 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 thinking is that it was one of those story trigger walls that is hittable because they forgot to make the defense 9,999. <laughs> those games are made by people too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially right, one of this uh, fucking like, size. Yeah. It's, I know. It's, it's, right. it's insane to me that this video game got made. That's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. Uh, All right. Oh, we'll take a break. Final, we'll final be, thing. We'll be, Millennia yeah. is really hot. Millennia is the hottest boss in any FromSoft game. I will stand by that. She's you, so fucking So hot. you're enjoying that you haven't beat her yet. If I'm going to get owned by by a boss for for three consecutive hours on stream, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get owned by the hottest boss in the series by a significant margin for three hours on stream. Got real close sometimes too. That was a damn shame. It was. I got so I got within one hit of her. I've gotten within one hit of her so many times, and it hurts so badly. All right, now actually break. Sorry. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. With a Rob drove him. He didn't take the train this time? No, he was like, I don't want to be on a train during COVID, which I get, but also like sure. as someone who's ridden the train during COVID, people are actually really good about it. Um Yeah, my my wife has to take the train a couple days a week for, for work. So he has a well car here? Yeah, that's what I that's what I said, Cotton. Like, what the fuck are you doing? 
my guy. Uh, not he should take us to IKEA. <laughs> Let's get Rob to take us to IKEA. There you go. <laughs> IKEA. Wait. Wait. Are you messaging him? Conjuring a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ren just, I just texted, I just texted Rob. Will you take Kado and I to IKEA? <laughs> hey Dad, he's, can we go to IKEA? He's he is currently semi annoyed that he just got that text message. Yeah. That's as <laughs> Hey Dad, that can we go to IKEA? Hey. He is not he's Hey. I actually do need to go to IKEA says. for a legitimate reason, so <laughs> That would be very I funny if the way we get I don't, to Ikea Wait, would Rob, would Rob be that annoyed about that message? I feel like he's fine. I like I like sending Rob a, a goofy text here or there. <laughs> That's a he'll have some. He'll have some follow-ups. <laughs> some clarifying <laughs> questions. All right. We gotta go to Ikea. Okay. Uh, Rob. No, Dad. I guess... You know what? We're back. Kato, you keep in that Ikea stuff. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> Got any bookshelf? And, and you, you, you two, let me know. <laughs> let us know. Let the Ikea. let the listeners know what Rob thinks about that. Papa Rob, I gotta go IKEA get bookshelf. Papa Rob, that's my favorite northeastern <laughs> Ohio pizza chain. Yeah, next uh, to Papa Roach. We'll get. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> oh my we will, god! We will get soon enough to. Uh, that's Rob's other class, Papa Roach. Oh my god. <laughs> a lot of pizza follow up, uh, but briefly, I wanted to touch on. Uh, I uh I have played probably too much Ghostwire Tokyo, the new game from uh uh what's the developer? Why am I blanking on their name? Um that one developer that got really that, that's yeah, the one with the per- game works. with the with the person who was like very cute and then everybody and then everybody loved them and then followed them on Twitter and then they left the project. <laughs> They did, like, soon after <laughs> the game was announced at E3 a couple of years oh. ago. They they were the creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo, and then someone else stepped in for the, the last couple of years. Um, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is the new game from Tango Gameworks. They uh, did e- the Evil Within, Evil Within 2. More people should be playing the Evil Within 2. It's a fantastic open-world horror game um, that I think a lot of people didn't touch because they bounced, uh, I think rightly so, off the first Evil Within, which was a... That game didn't work for me very much. It was a game that pretended it was like a sequel to Resident Evil 4 that just pretended like none of the influences of Resident Evil 4 happened after it came out uh, and just made another one of those. And I didn't think it was that great. Very cool looking. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is a it's not really a horror game. Um, Supernatural horror. It's got some horror aesthetic uh, like you uh, are dropped into Tokyo in the, uh, you know, middle of the, you know, basically everyone just disappears like a rapture type event. Um, <laughs> there is a creepy man in a, in a, in a mask that is like asking for people's souls and, uh, you get possessed by some sort of spirit that wants to use your body as a conduit uh, in order to combat, uh, this threat, a conduit uh, that mm-hmm. some sort mm-hmm. of wire. So, like, for ghosts, you are you. I guess you, yeah, you are the wire for the ghost <laughs> uh, in this in this scenario. Um, but you both exist. Uh, you can sort of communicate uh, with this spiritual entity. They also permanently exist, sort of like the fog monster from Lost. But like, what if it was only around your eye at all times and not making a New York 
cab uh, ticker sound uh, the entire time. Um, but this ghost gives you the ability to uh, sort of like attack and uh, the other like other spiritual creatures that have invaded this now largely vacant uh, Tokyo. Um, takes place in first person. You basically are doing like your attacks are a bunch of like Doctor Strange like casting of like there's a green spell that is like really fast. It's kind of like a machine gun. There is a uh, water spell that is more of like a it's kind of like a shotgun, but it's also like a wide arc. There is a uh, uh, a red spell that is is kind of like a sniper, but it's it could also be like charged up and used as kind of like a cluster bomb. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a weird game that has uh, it's very stylish. It looks really interesting. I find myself I, I've played nine hours of it, despite I don't know if I would argue as I'm having a good time with it. It's like what's the the meme from Nines Out, like, uh, like, uh, uh, where Daniel Craig is like, uh, like odd but strangely compelled. I'm butchering that, <laughs> that like that phrase, but like that's like how I felt about Ghostwire Tokyo. Like this combat's not very good. I'm compelled by it though. Uh, it seems like they zapped out all of the vibrancy from Tokyo and used the Rapture as a way to not fill it with anything interesting. As a result, I'm compelled by it though. Uh, it's not Jesus. very scary. Patrick, fucking <laughs> shredding this. Oh my god. Uh, uh, story's not very interesting. The reviewer's guide said, look, we put a lot of effort into these side quests to tell interesting stories. Disagree. Uh, compelled by it, though. Um, and I can't really explain it. I, I don't think this game is very good, and yet... I keep I keep playing it, and it's been a long time. As someone that is usually like hyper efficient with the games they play, um, if I'm not into it, I move on and find something that I'm I'm going to enjoy or find enlightening or interesting. I at this point I'm like halfway through Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm like, okay, probably gonna see this all the way through. Want to see what's at the other end of this just to say I did it. Um, wish I liked it more. It's it's like it's all style like zero substance. Like the combat has no. You walk like a fucking tank in it. So you have all these cool spells, and my, the thing my brain immediately thinks of is like, oh, like hopefully I'll get some movement stuff that goes along with this. So I'm like, you know, mm. maybe I'll be able to like parry and attack and like send stuff back at other enemies. Um, be able to get to like kind of dash around so I can do some cool stuff with these spells. No, you just you just kind of the slow moving dude that casts spells that aesthetically look different but mechanically really don't do that much different hmm. from from one another. Um, it's, it's a pretty big disappointment. I think mostly I keep playing it because I like was so high on evil within two and I want to find something in Ghostwire Tokyo that I like more than I do. And it's rare to get like a big budget horror or horror adjacent game. And so much of like horror games these days are like asynchronous multiplayer and like survival games. And like neither of those are sort of my thing. Um, and so to get a game on this scale is is rare, but unfortunately, I think it's, I think it's like kind of a kind of a miss. Um, it's like not interesting to explore. It's very pretty to look at. Ugh. Like that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of it. Uh, unfortunately, so. Is any of the goes by Tokyo more narrative even compelling? Or is like no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's no, nothing. This is, this, is, no. this is tough, huh? There's just not. I mean, because like uh, one of the I don't find very much to grasp onto, right? Like I right. just don't, I don't find the main character that interesting. I don't find what's happening in this world to be all that 
interesting. Um, it's just like a pretty generic. Uh, it'd be one thing if it was trying to. The game is constantly communicating like, "Hey, we're drawing upon like actual supernatural, you know, sort of like lore and legends." And there are like interesting like world building. Like for example, there are spirits in this world that don't exist because they are like a demon can exist because the world believes the demon exists, not because the demon actually exists. And so there are mm-hmm. times where you're like visiting with spirits that are these side quests throughout the world that, and you're kind of clearing out these evil presences. Um, and the only reason the presence is there is because the community decided that like, as a story, they are there. And as a result, like the powers in this world can manifest that into something real. And that's like super cool, except like the actual engagement with it is not that cool. It's like co- cooler for me to explain to you what they say they're doing mm-hmm. than it is to actually engage with what they're doing. Yeah, this is that's a bummer to hear because there's a lot of media that does that extremely, extremely well. Um, I'm thinking uh, Chainsaw Man plays with this exact idea. Super, super exciting. Where like it's devils are incarnations of people's basic fears. Yeah. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen also does yeah. this in a really phenomenal way uh, where uh, cursed spirits are just manifestations of people's fears and beliefs into like physical form. So like there's one dude in Jujutsu Kaisen who is humanity's fear of other human beings. Um, and his whole thing is that he can shape your soul. And like the fear of he- to be afraid of another person is to be afraid of their ability to touch and change you. Um, and like, when you are entering into that space that is so filled with media that does that in like incredible ways and is using that to like extremely emotionally affective and like resonant ways. If you come in and you're like, these guys are made of our feelings and it's not great. It's, <laughs> it's a huge bummer. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like kind of corny. Cause it's like, this has been done so much better by so many other people. You have to be coming into that space with like excellent, like top tier execution or you're fucked. But then there are, okay, maybe this goes a little bit of the way to explain why I keep playing this. And like, this mm. is a pretty extreme example. But so uh, you kind of need to engage with a number of the side quests if you want to like pr- proceed through the skill tree. This game gates so much shit behind a skill tree unnecessarily. And so you will frequently have to engage with some of the side quests if you want to get these like upgrade tokens that you need to like move along the skill tree and get more interesting things related to the different like weapon art sort of like things that you have. Um, and one, one, a lot of what you're doing is you go up to a, a spirit and you talk to them and they say uh, either they need help moving on or like them moving on is related to like solving an issue related to them. Like there was, uh, you know, there was a case where um, there was a house that you had, like an apartment complex where a lot of people kept dying by suicide. And it turns out it was a demon that was, wouldn't release you unless you killed someone else. And so uh, it was actually kind of a cool setup. All the combat was extremely everything I've done before with just like a, a, like a little bit of like uh, writing, uh, dressing it up, which is a lot of like what happens in the side quest. But there was this one where, uh, so I approach this little park and I uh, talk to this man who says, uh, my, my friend can't move on. Could you go help him? I'm like, okay, cool. I need that. I need that upgrade token. So like, Tell me, tell me which ghosts I got to kill so that I can, so I can move on, uh, help them move on so that I can move on. And all that's, there's nothing in this park. There's just a toilet. There, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, you got a uh, men's toilet, women's toilet. You go into the first one and there's a guy t- have, like in the middle of an excruciating shit. 
and um, <laughs> what he does, he ran out of he ran out of paper. He ran out of toilet paper. <gasps> and oh, is this that day? Okay. Until until he until, you know, uh, no, I, there's no demon involved. There's no there's, there's no <laughs> supernatural. The man needs some toilet paper so he can finish up in the bathroom. Until he does that, he cannot proceed to whatever the the realm beyond this is that is. And so I go and I get him like just lying in that bathroom. There's some toilet paper up on the shelf to the right. I grab that, give it to him, and he says, "I'm sorry, I need some more." <laughs> like okay, so I go into the other toilet. Find another roll, hand it to him. He thanks me. He disappears into a million little particle effects. And then the game pops up 5,000 XP or whatever and <laughs> gives me the upgrade token. And he thanks me for being able to go to the bathroom properly and, and move on. And it's it's funny and weird and goofy. And I wish the game's tone is like very difficult to nail down. And I, I don't know what they wanted me to take away from that sequence, except that like I laughed really, really hard in it a lot. Uh, and I kind of keep, just keep chasing moments like that where the game, I feel like the game achieves some measure of personality. Uh, Cause it's just not present uh, like throughout uh, a lot of the rest of the game. But then occasionally there are these moments where it's like, Man, you fucking gremlin! Like you putting this side quest into this game, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, but it's enjoyable and 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 humorous. And uh, uh, so I kind of the problem is there's like a thousand side quests, and so I occasionally I do a handful of them so that I can get the upgrade tokens. But I'm not gonna do forty of them. Uh, right. Game. I'm just gonna keep going to the next major objective. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the game is just sort of a. It's it's kind of a mess. My guess is it'll Mid. it'll find. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, it's just mid. Well, and it's things like the, I every single so the way the combat works is, you know, you have enemies approaching you, and then you you're firing your magic effects at them, and then uh, at a certain amount of damage, it exposes like their core, and then you can suck that core in. You get health back, you get ammunition back, you get experience, and the effects are around it. Um, like. It looks so fucking cool, and the controller, the Dual Sense, feels so fucking I swear, rad. The every drop single system time. in Bravely Default Two is really good. It actually makes for some really interesting combat moments. I swear, please. Oh my god! Oh my god, Kato. <laughs> Kato was just you don't gotta to you don't gotta get his ass like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 you're not wrong, but I'm I'm honest here. Like I, have, I, yeah, I, I know I'm making of where I was. <laughs> uh, I and also this game is like. 12 hours long as opposed oh to Billy Fault 2, which is probably like 45, you know, or 60 or whatever. So my, if I'm, if I'm continuing to make poor choices, it, uh, uh, it, it'll at least be less of a drain on my humanity. Um, but there's all just to say like the aesthetic of like how cool it feels to capture the ghosts is it like gestures at like a much more dynamic and aesthetically interesting game that doesn't exist. And every time I engage with that activity, it like, is like a reminder of like, oh, this is cool as shit. I wish more of the game is doing this. And then also like, oh, the game's not cool as shit and not doing uh, more of this. And it's it's kind of a bummer because um, I, I like what that studio is doing. And I thought it was interesting. They went outside of their wheelhouse and didn't just make um, another game like they've done before, but one that still felt like in in the in, in the wheelhouse of uh, of what that studio is capable of. And I don't know. So I guess maybe that means they maybe they just go make an Evil Within three, which is mm. fine because Evil Within two was great, and they, they just make another one of those, and I'd be happy. But uh, I, I would temper expectations for folks who are 
curious about Ghostwire Tokyo and, and the fact that it's coming out now in the midst of all the other games that are coming out. It almost feels like the game's kind of getting dumped out there so that it can it can just move on. But uh, oh, that's a, that's a, this is all a very big bummer to hear. Um, it is. It is a bummer. I was really hopeful for this game. Uh, I really I mean, like, I'm glad to hear that it sounds like the premise of the video game is great which makes me very uh happy for um uh that direct uh uh is narukumi right i believe so yes uh narukami uh and uh the studio that she's starting because she was basically like yeah i did all the concept work uh, execution yeah. with someone right. else i did all the art and concept work well that that first that that first trailer was all style and visual concept in a way that was like okay this seems interesting and yeah. spooky but then you know yeah it seems like that's what a lot of the game feels like is right. uh in, in screenshots and trailers it seems really interesting or could have a lot of potential but in the actual playing it's like ah like they didn't like once they got past the conceptual phase it just feels like okay now what do we do with this there's just they didn't fall into into very much um so what and it's, yeah, it's just like very sluggishly paced. Like you have to engage with so much of the side activities in order to like a lot of this game is just like, would you like to go to another gate, cleanse it of the evil spirit so it can Ubisoft style populate the map with like 25 different tokens? <laughs> like, no, this game would be tremendous. Like it would be the issues I have with its pacing, its combat would be less irritating if it was a more straightforward linear affair um, rather than forcing me to stretch out the limitations of what's there over and over by engaging with side content that just exposes, oh, right, like, there's not a ton of depth to this combat. Um, If I just wasn't engaging with it as much, it wouldn't, my tolerance for it would, you know, you just wouldn't hit the extremes nearly as fast. Um, It's a game that really just suffers from being a, there's nothing about it being an open world that benefits it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's just a big map. Like, it is just a big map to be a big map, and then that map's got to be filled with shit. And you have to, the game, uh, it's not even as though you can just explore the whole space. The game artificially gates it with these, this deadly fog. Um, and you have to cleanse the gates to expand the fog. So you have to, you have to be keep doing all of the open world stuff over and over and over again. Um, you know, in order to even just progress the story and engage with like the big tentpole events, which are, um, at least a little more interesting than, than, than the side stuff. Um, but, uh, Yeah. More interesting, you know, it's one of those games that I can see finding an audience um, when it doesn't cost full price, which will, right. <laughs> which it'll probably be discounted while. pretty soon. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't think it'll take very long. Um, it also would have been uh, a game that like, you know, would, would have benefited from being like a game pass sort of thing, you know, where it's just like, okay, look, whew, this game is, this game is kind of a tough sell. Uh, but if you could just sort of download it as part of a subscription, at least you might be more inclined to give it a shot. Isn't, um, isn't, aren't they... I mean, it'll be on Game Pass in like a year or whatever when the exclusivity expires. Right, because like they, the they're under yeah. ZeniMax? Yeah, this is a PS5 exclusive that is the end of Sony's like two-game deal with ZeniMax to have Deathloop and Ghostwire as exclusives. And when uh-huh. Microsoft bought um, ZeniMax, they basically said they would honor those exclusives instead okay. of trying to like get out of those contracts. So I, I, assume, I assume, yes, in a year or whatever, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo will... Uh, be a game on Xbox and and on Game Pass. Um, but, Maybe uh, next time Shinji Mikami. What's his yeah. What's his actual like involvement in 
the, the that studio at this point. E, like Mikami uh, was a directed Evil Within One, right? And then stepped back to be a producer on Evil Within Two and be just like a studio head. Okay. And it was just a producer on on this one. Um, and it had said in the past that he was retiring from directing games, saying it was just sort of. He was too old for this shit, basically. Yeah. Um, All right. Fair. And, and then I guess recently in the rounds, different rounds of interviews uh, for this game, he's kind of pulled back on that and said, well, maybe I'd do one more, um, which would be cool. Um, I'd like to see see what ideas he he had. Um, but uh, and if nothing else, I would point people towards uh, the article I did um, after interviewing Shinji Mikami for this game, uh, Shinji Mikami, the designer of Resident Evil, is officially getting old, in which we talked about him being 55 years old and talking about his more, uh, mortality as he as he works on games that take five, six years to make. Um, so that was that was interesting, but unfortunately more interesting than the game. <laughs> did Rob did Rob text you back? When? Question mark. Wow, okay, all right, good for you, Rob. See? Take those see. motherfuckers to Ikea. See? Or is, that him being, or is that him being like, I'm not going to answer, and when is... No, well, you... Listen, oh. I, it feels like it feels like you don't believe in Rob's care for Kato and I. <laughs> I believe he cares, but it's like up to a point. Yeah. If we say I'm the wrong... Here's the thing. If we say the wrong time... If we say the wrong time, right? It's out. That's what I mean. Right? He won't do it. Yeah, he won't do yeah. it if we yeah. say the wrong time. But also, I have that motherfucker's keyboard parts. <laughs> hold them, hold them hostage. You want these keyboard parts? Let me make that parts, real clear. You? Let me make that real clear. Rob won't listen to this. It's fine. So he does. He does. He, he, does. Listens, he, he listens. He listens to the podcast. I made yeah, that was like, hey, not let's, on? let's ratchet up the uh, the Rob wait, talk. Wait, 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 wait. Rob listens to the pod. Yeah. When he's not on it, yeah. Sweetie. It's okay. I also do it. It's yeah, okay. me. But you shouldn't. No one should do it. No, no I, I also no don't, absolutely don't always listen, listen to, to podcasts it. that you're I on. I don't. Don't do it. It's bad for your brain. But also, I have to do an auto performance review after every episode to make sure I'm doing a good job. So, <laughs> grim. Um, All right, we have a lot of we have a lot of pizza questions. We have so many um, pizza questions. <laughs> Okay, pizza, this comes in. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Okay, hold on. Let's start here from. Okay, hey there, Dylan from Canton, Ohio. Here, I was shocked. As I said that with emphasis because they put it in caps to hear Renata dunk on. Is it Gioninos? Gioninos, yeah. Gioninos, wow. because it's my favorite pizza chain in northeastern Ohio. What I really want to know is Renata's thoughts on JoJo's. They seem to be pretty specific to Northeast Ohio, and after moving, I, I couldn't find anywhere that had them. They're hands down my favorite way to consume potatoes. And so anyone I talk to knows about them unless they're from that area of Ohio. More people need to know and love JoJo's. Thanks for the great pod. Y'all rock. So a JoJo is it's like a it's like a potato wedge. Think about a potato wedge. But okay. what if you had a very flaky like fried batter, like a very flake, like a, like a fried chicken. You know what I mean? Like a flaky yeah. fried chicken. Okay. What if you had that kind of shell and around then, a potato wedge? And then behind them, like a spirit kind of a, appears and punches people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's their stand. That's their stand. And, yeah. yeah. Giannino, <laughs> uh, his stand is Jojo's. Um, <laughs> and what Jojo's does is, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, 
if there's another stand user in the area, mm-hmm. uh, JoJo's coats them in a crisp <laughs> fried shell. Uh, and if you don't break out of it within uh, 15 seconds, uh, someone from Northeast Ohio appears in the region of you. Uh, and then if you don't, if you don't defeat them in 16 seconds, that's the time signature of the song. Um, they just bite your arm off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that's the rule. That's how you have to, and you have to kind of like solve their riddle to get out of that one. Uh, JoJo's are fine. I'm not a huge fan of them. I was never a huge fan of potatoes throughout most of my life. Um, I feel like a starches go, they're kind of mid. Um, anytime where I'd have a potato, I would much rather have like some kind of noodle mm-hmm. instead, like on the side. That's my, that's my potato take is that everything I get out of potatoes, I would much rather have a noodle doing that job. I've had some good gnocchi. Um, gnocchi's great, but generally I'm, I would rather have a noodle side dish to get my starch than I would uh, a potato. What if just a potato? Hmm? You ever just, if you ever just a potato? No. No. That's one of my favorite dinners. You just put it in the oven. You just a potato. No cheese, no sour cream. No, cookies. obviously you, you put okay? topping. You put toppings well, don't, on no, it. You're you, just you can't say obviously you can't after say, I'm no, not no, 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 Ricardo, Ricardo there motherfucking is. Contreras. A bitch was like, a bitch was like, you ever have just a potato? And then it was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, Sam, no, no, from you Sam just described the rings, a baked potato. You just described a baked potato. Yeah, that's a potato is a meal that is just a raw fucking, not just a potato you put in the fucking oven. Those are two different things, Kato. A baked yeah. potato, a potato. Is a potato that you put Just in the a potato. oven. Sometimes you put stuff on top of it. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm sorry. Look. Like you painted an image of a man <laughs> just sitting around like like with some I, I know like my dad would just eat a tomato, right? Like he was just he would just take a tomato like the it was fucking, an apple. Kind of out here doing the fucking Irish potato fam and taking a chomp right. as you were saying. <laughs> yes. Patrick. Yes. As you were saying, Patrick. I think I think a baked potato is enough of a potato that you could call that meal just a potato. Wait, so, no, it's no. not. No, it's, it's a, that's insane. When you, when you say a baked potato, you then imply that you are putting things on it yeah. in order to justify the meal. Also, but you yeah, just but said, sometimes y'all ever have a potato? Just a potato? Well, but some, sometimes baked potato is a side to something and not usually the it entire is. meal in and of itself. I'm saying, you ever just baked potato? True. You didn't say that though. <laughs> you did not I say baked potato. potato. You said, I said just potato. a potato. Those Have you ever just a potato? If you said yes. Have you ever had a baked potato as <laughs> a meal? A lot yes. of people would say yes. Of course, because I have. the baked potato has accoutrement. But not Patrick. so much. Not so much that it changes its primary form as potato. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like saying that I ate a cow for dinner, motherfucker. It I is. had it steak. Is. What are you well, talking that, about? That is the yeah. one is Patrick. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. I got excited. And I brushed past the fucking insane thing that you said a minute ago. <laughs> you say your dad just bites a tomato like a fucking apple. Yeah, yeah. Just take a, just Hell yeah. take a tomato and chomp. I don't think you that. I feel a, like there's put probably a, put a lot of people Put some salt on that. there a little bit? Just a, just a no. touch of pepper or anything? Nothing? That that makes more sense. Yeah. But no, we just... Oh just... my God. <laughs> Motherfuckers will truly do anything <sighs> with food. It is astounding. Uh, but yeah, so- uh... A, a JoJo is fine. It's it's a fine way to consume a potato. I don't know. 
my family would always get like JoJo's and fried chicken and their fried chicken is way better. This is before I was vegetarian. Their fried chicken was the best thing that Genius has. Their pizza is fine. Um, if you get it hot, like really hot, it's great. But the second that that shit falls below 133 degrees Fahrenheit, that pizza so It's like a car. As soon as you've taken it off the lot, you <laughs> exactly. have... That shit uh, solidifies so quick and all the well, cheesiness, gone. So, speaking of that, Andrew uh, writes in, Howdy, folks. While I haven't personally worked at Giannino's Pizza, I worked making pizzas at various places for 15 years and can shed some light on whether pizza is the way it is. Based on the pictures, Giannino's makes what is generally referred to as a Detroit-style deep dish. It is notable for a dough that is essentially just a... Focaccia, cooked in a buttered or butter-flavored oiled pan, traditionally a rectangular tray, uh, parts tray of the kind used at auto factories, and using a combination of mozzarella and Munster cheese. Both Pizza Hut and Little Caesars deep dish pies are based on it, Little Caesars actually being a surprisingly good version, all things considered. At the places I've worked at, we usually used a 75-25 mixture of mozzarella to Munster. This gives the springy, stretchy texture people expect while adding a buttery smoothness. Giannino's is currently going over 50% on the Munster. It is both crispy and greasy because Munster can't tolerate intense heat as well as the mozzarella, so it breaks slightly, causing the oil to be squeezed out and the remaining proteins to crisp up. It doesn't have any stretch because Munster has much shorter protein strands than mozzarella. I hope you find this information useful for some reason. This is fucking incredible. I just learned so much. Andrew. I feel feel bad, Rob, if you're listening. I feel like you weren't here for this question. I feel like Rob specifically would have enjoyed this uh, chemistry lesson yeah, about Andrew, the, the creation you. of pizza, cheap pizza. Andrew, thank you so much for that teaching was... me about that. I didn't realize it was a, a Detroit-style deep dish. That, that You have increased my appreciation for Giannino's. Even if their ratios are off, you have increased my appreciation for the style of pizza. Thank you. They're making I just a, learned so much. They're not just bad at it. They're making a choice. They they're are, making right. a choice <laughs> and poorly. <laughs> It's not a good it one. Be, apparently, yeah, there's a, a better. Ver- apparently, there's a better version of this kind of pizza that I would like more. <laughs> As you were saying, uh, my darling Patrick. David writes, "Highway Point Crew." During pizza talk, I heard Cato say, "Get a nice pizza stone," and immediately triggered a memory of the time that I was keen on getting a homemade pizza. I ordered a pizza stone from Amazon. It arrived shattered to pieces inside the box. Oh. I requested a replacement. No. That stone also arrived in pieces. <laughs> they sent a third pizza stone. Shards arrived. Finally, Amazon gave up and refunded my money. My ambitions for homemade pizza were as broken as the pile of pizza stone rubble at my feet. If I decide to give pizza stones another chance by going to a store, are there any particular qualities to look for in a pizza stone? Will any index don't suffice? Who is this person? David. David? David is my favorite Elven Ring NPC. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it seems to have broken again. Would you fetch me another? <laughs> yes. And then you fetch him another and you give it to him and it, and it breaks. And he's like, one more, please. <laughs> and you have to fight a boss to get to the last one. Um, and then you hand it to him and and it breaks again. But then he fades away. And then and he, and he drops then he an goes, item. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, he's like, he goes haul and he's like, oh, you did your best. You have a good heart. Don't let them take it from you. And then he and then he and then he fades into the mist and yeah he drops an item. It's a pizza cutter. It's extremely strong. It's a great bleed damage. Since the arcane patch, it's way stronger now. I was gonna say everyone's everyone's going wild with these arcane builds uh, now because uh, they basically fix like turned on arcade scaling, uh, uh, which seem to not really exist in uh, uh, b- before. 
Kato, um, teach us about pizza stones. What do we? Yeah, do what do we? What are we I, 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 I know literally nothing about pizza stones other than that they exist okay. and I should have one. Sorry. Yeah, I know that they, gonna make people a- say that they make very good pizza because, you know, it's direct heat on the bottom of the pizza. You have to let the pizza well, stone because heat up. When it's a, when it's, and we've run into this before. Yeah. Like, we don't have pizza stone. I think we had one and then it, I think it broke. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't have one anymore. Uh, I think it broke in a move. Um, but uh, yeah, like one of the hardest parts to, to, to make for homemade pizza in like a conventional oven you're going to get in an apartment or a house is that it's just hard to get it to. Like for it to uh, cook everything on the top and the side very easy without then burning the, bo- the yeah. bottom right yeah basic if you want the bottom to burn at uh, and crisp the way you would probably want it well the whole top is is it's a disaster yeah. at that point so the pizza stone essentially allows that heat to you know distribute more evenly so that it all um, uh, again I we do it at home and it's it's fine it's not like we're, I'm getting like goopy do- goopy dough pizza but if you want like your idealized pizza form uh you're gonna, need a, to you're gonna need a stone Lo- stone. love to try and embody my idealized pizza form <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you don't text me right now i'm trying to enter enter my pizza form and this is the issue though is that i know that pizza stones exist and i just haven't gotten around to getting one which is why i don't make more pizza at home i should make more pizza at home but i can only make like half like half-assed flatbreads because i don't have to worry about pizza stones then that's like it's not one, real pizza of, so it can, it's okay right right one <laughs> of my uh, myself yeah exactly <laughs> one of my one of my family members uh when they like uh, there's some weather related events then they had to like redo the patio in their backyard um and uh as a as a treat to themselves they had like a pizza oven put in to the backyard oh. so that they could at any time, you know, make their own pizzas in the backyard. It is, you know, one of those most extravagant of extravagances that they only could afford to do because they had to use insurance money to like repair a bunch of stuff anyway. And so they just tacked it on, but it makes the most incredible pizza. <laughs> uh, hello, Waypoint crew. During particularly rough 2014, in between full-time jobs, I worked for Domino's Pizza in beautiful Sunny Arizona. Inspired by Kato's observation that pan pizza was different, I figured I'd let you know, uh, it let you in on how Domino's does it. Normal pizzas would go to a metal pizza tray, the pan pizza, which was always 10 inches, had special deep pans, or rather it may be more accurate to call them trays with real high lips, which I want to point out, they capitalize the R, the H, and the L, just to emphasize. <laughs> real high lips, yeah. yeah. I can't recall Same. if they used a unique pan pizza lips. dough. <laughs> Probably not, but they did have one secret ingredient, more butter. You would squirt a healthy amount of butter on the bottom of the pan, then place the pizza in there and send it through the oven belt. Upon exiting, you needed to grasp it with large uh, clampy tongs and maneuver it with the pizza scooper. And after a delicate dance of liberating the pizza from the deep tray, it revealed the dark and buttery scorched bottom of the pan pizza. Honestly, I enjoyed the Domino's pan pizza, but boy, oh boy, it was a buttery mess. Stay cheesy out there. Fin and see. Mm. It's a lot of pe- it's a lot of butter. Pizza, pizza. Um, I want pizza. <laughs> pizza. We're gonna have to get some some pizza while we're while we're out there. Uh, hey Patrick, do you want to go to IKEA and then get a pizza? Yeah, we'll just get we'll just we'll just get a we'll just get a cab. We might Rob, be going. Rob, it's we fine. might be going to IKEA after the pod. After the pod, case. maybe. 
In which case, Patrick, you come to Ikea. Like, yeah, we could have a group trip to an Ikea home. adventure. I, would, yes. I could, I could <laughs> yes. do one of two things. Yes. I could hang out in my hotel room free of my children and <laughs> relax for like two to three hours and then meet you up for dinner. Or... We're having dinner at the Ikea, Ikea, motherfucker. We're, we're getting Swedish meatballs, no, no, we're no, we're not. I'm vegetarian. You fuck. They you have get vegetarians. Pizza. They have vegetarian meatballs. They have the veggie meatballs. They're good. No way. No way. Yeah. Yes. No way. They've got those. They got those. I love science. Science is cool. Y'all heard this shit? <laughs> I mean, magic, but you put it in a beaker. Have you actually had the meatballs? Are they good? Or are you just like, you're just happy they make them? Yeah, Kato. What? Oh, the the, yeah. the vegan ones? The veggie, the, ve- the veggie ones? No, I mean, I've heard they're good, though. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, well. Jesus Christ. What? Those are two I've, I've had the regular. Here's the thing. I've had no. the. Said, I've no. had, you said, and I quote, they're good. According to people who eat them. I didn't. I left that part off. This is, but this is the potato thing all you over again. You, you ever eat a potato? <laughs> yeah. potato? You motherfucker, Kato. Look, you're using the, the English language the, on this motherfucking pot. I he, thought I thought Patrick and I were the gatekeep gaslight girl bosses. I no. look Angli- English is my sp- second language, and I'm still fucking learning it. <laughs> Thirty years later, um, okay. the uh, my my information that I was working off of is that I like the regular Swedish meatballs. A friend who. Is vegetarian, but had swapped recently, has had both of them, and was like, they're actually pretty comparable. And I'm like, great. If the Swedish meatballs are that good, and that one's pretty comparable and good, then they're probably good. And I can safely say they're good veggie meatballs. I think that's fair enough assumption, you know? I'm just saying when you say they're good... The language implies personal experience. I would, I would also say, Kata, we've been, we've been real mean on this podcast recording. Patrick and I, we've been really coming for your throat. And I just want to say, it's because Rob isn't here. <laughs> if Rob is here, Patrick, and, this Patrick energy and has I, to go somewhere. Patrick and I right, could devote of course. our shredding energy <sighs> to a run Robert Zachney, who would, who would walk onto the podcast recording, ribs open wide, saying, "Please, please." <laughs> give me a little shank Attack. come on put it put a knife in me please please come on i'm just a little guy i'm six feet tall and and patrick and i would go oh rob rob you shouldn't have but we'll oblige we'll oblige <laughs> your your desire to be fucking owned on this podcast but rob isn't here right now yeah and so patrick me. and i had to walk in with our desire for ownage and it just so happened that the only person here was a one ricardo Contreras. <laughs> Who we did have to kind of just harangue who, who, for who apparently checking my deserves notes. to be owned. Two hours long, we have harangued Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go back to being Kato then? Those oh, are we the like two. Kato. Yeah, this is. What I'm, <laughs> 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 oh, I'm getting I'm getting drinks with Kato later tonight. Ricardo, yeah, though, yeah. oh, that guy is open season on that motherfucker. Uh, that's what it is. It's because in the in the fucking intro, Rob says, and our producer Ricardo Contreras, he fucks my shit. You need to break free. You, you need, need to break, break free, free. <laughs> for yourself from the from the from the chains of noted misogynist Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, last question, not pizza related. Hey, Waypoint recently borrowed a, uh, recently borrowed a PS3 to play the Skate series, and in the CD wallet of games my friend included was Demon Souls. That's 
Yeah. Step one. That's a great step. That's a, great yeah. step. That's, a, that's a good friend. You have a good friend who gave you their fucking CD wallet. People of PS3 still doing games? the CD wallet thing. Amazing. Hell is, yeah. I, I still I have those in boxes. I refuse to throw away. I'm sorry. I will keep those Get Up Kids albums in the CD wallet. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, with all the hype around Elden Ring, I decided to give it a shot and fell in love. I was expecting uh, a lot more jankiness from how I've heard people talk about Demon Souls. I was really surprised and how little uh, of that there was. The tendency systems were basically the only thing that really didn't feel good, but I imagine they'd probably work a lot better if there were more players online to invade, be invaded by. Uh, they note that uh, uh, official servers are dead, but there's a private server that's easy to connect to and has a small but active community. Huh. Uh, two weeks later, uh, yeah, people have found uh, ways to to still send messages to one another, even after Atlas turned off the, the servers. Uh, two weeks later, I've beaten it. I'm not really sure where to go next. Uh, I'm torn between starting Dark Souls and diving into Elden Ring. What would you recommend I play next? Playing in release order is appealing to the part of me that likes to see the evolution of design, but also this seems like a good opportunity to join in while Elden Ring is still relatively new. Mbasa, Evan. Cato, not Ricardo. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna let you take a swing at this first. Where do you think Evan should go? It's fucking difficult because there is, there is, there is a... There is that thing of playing it while people are still playing it and you're seeing messages populate at a rate that is much higher than if you're playing years after the fact, you know, like yep. the the amounts of summon signs that you'll see if you're trying to summon other people is still higher like right now. But I also do feel and understand that urge to be like, I want to see what the trajectory of this design was like, you know, like I want to build from those foundations and demon souls, like making the jump over and then going back might feel bad depending on how uh, particular you are about game feel and stuff. Right. If they made it through Demon Souls, yeah, like they're probably the original, fine. Well, but what I'm like saying they, is that they, if you go forward they, to they Elden Ring, survive the frame rate of of Demon Souls yeah. on a PS3. Right. I think <laughs> if you go forward uh, to Elden Ring, which runs better, and then go back to the original Demon Souls, and like are missing out on some of those multiplayer things. It depends on whether or not you care about those multiplayer things, or like how how often you'll want to try to summon people versus like. The, like there's like small like quality of life things that I've probably forgotten at this point that weren't in the original uh, Dark Souls that exist in Elden Ring that you might go back and like feel are a little more awkward. If that's gonna bother you a lot, go in release order, right? But if you think like that's that's like small beans, it doesn't really matter. And what's more interesting is the experience of being able to engage in the multiplayer. Hop forward to Elden Ring, IMO. Yeah, I would. I would build off of this and say that like playing Elden Ring right now will give you a better sense of the lineage of the series than playing the Dark Souls games in retrospect. Because a thing that we talked about on the Elden Ring pod was like the annotative process of wiki building and like community knowledge. That process is still is still ongoing with Elden Ring. And so like there is a there is a like Different from just the, like, people are playing this one right now mm -hmm. end of things. It is also, like, there is a process of community and, like, knowledge building that you get to watch happening and participate yeah. in real time, which is even different from, you know, am I seeing, like, people play this game or am I in the one? Because all of the games still have active multiplayer communities with the exception of the original Demon Souls, right? As someone who, I actually did this recently, um, I played in order Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, and Bloodborne. I was playing all of them simultaneously for a project that I was doing. I have seen this lineage in the last year. I have like I have seen the reality of this. 
And like, I would honestly recommend just hopping into Elden Ring. Like, just do do that one because you will get to watch this annotative process happening as like so many people are like mm-hmm. that will give you a better idea of what the series fundamentally is uh and then you can take all of that knowledge back uh because the basic skills you're going to be learning effectively universally translate it was really um, fun to find a fucking quest line and then go like huh i'm not sure what to do next it didn't seem particularly clear let me double check the internet uh go onto like the usual wikis and have the have the quest let's say people aren't sure what what's going on here yet people don't know we haven't figured it out yet <laughs> like sick sick we yes something Nobody triggers knows. it yeah something happens we'll figure it out soon i'm sure but for right now no one knows it's still a mystery I, I actually yeah. it was like great it's a mystery to us all <laughs> patrick what do you think i yeah i agree i like the the fact that this game is still in the discovery process by the community, there is like, I'm, I'm, I'm with the both of you. Like that process is not f- fundamental. Like you can, it, there's a lot to enjoy about these games without being alongside the community as they like turn over every rock or every illusory wall. But that experience is so much fun um, that I, I don't, you know, I'm with both of you. I don't think you lose anything by jumping straight ahead into Elden Ring and then going back and, appreciating like the arc of where the series came from and where it arrives at, at Elden Ring. I think you can, I think you can have the best, the best of both worlds. Um, and those games still hold up. Like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. I played a good chunk of dark souls on like the steam deck to mess around with it. And I was like, this game still rules and is a lot of fun. Um, and I, yes, a lot of quality of life things have happened between, you know, demon souls to Elden Ring, but like the core of it is still excellent. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't think it's gonna be the case where, You'll go back and and some games like Bloodborne and Sekiro are like so play so fundamentally differently in terms of like combat nuance that you know they'll feel they feel like different games even though they share so much uh, in common yeah, uh, totally. with, with one another. Um, so it's also worth noting that like the thematic and narrative arc of one two three is is distinct from Elden Ring and even like semi distinct from Demon Souls. I think that there is a thematic arc from Demon Souls through one two Bloodborne three. Um, that is like worth seeing, but I do think that like narratively it's fine to go back to those retrospectively. And also like the, the text of each game is self-contained enough to let you do that and still get like a feeling for the series as a whole and like appreciate it in retrospect. I actually think that the series is at its best, um, in that like retrospective is, is often at its best in that retros. It's either best initially or through that retrospective lens. And so right now, if you go through Elden Ring right now, you will get the in the moment for Elden Ring, and then you get to use that retrospective lens on everything else, which I think will be a better experience than starting with the retrospective lens and then missing the chance to like watch as not missing the chance, because I reject the notion that like people are missing something by playing Elden Ring late, but it's just like it's a different experience. Yeah. And I think that like you get to have both if you jump into Elden Ring right now. Uh, and the last thing I'll note is that if you as Kato mentioned, where some of these games are less populated because the audiences have moved on to the newer things. Uh, one thing that the, the Souls community does for all of the uh, games that still have servers online, in this case, I guess it would be the Demon Souls 
PS5 uh, servers for for the for the remake. Uh, they do an annual thing where I don't know if it's all the games at once or if it's at different moments in the year. I forget, but basically, like they encourage fans to like jump on and like go help people summon, go go put down new messages, like keep the community alive for folks who are discovering these games later and want to have a sense of what it was like when the community was at its at its height. And so, if you want to experience Elden Ring now, and then you could time your like uh, revisiting experiences alongside those community events so that you could get a sense of what it's like to have those people populating it and um, have the ability to like summon for, for tough bosses Um, that would give you kind of a window into that as the community kind of fills the gap of people just naturally playing newer things as, as time marches on and eats away at our bodies and uh, we all just get up and do the next day, you know? (laughs) Cool. Thanks Patrick. (laughs) What did you just what did you just paste here? Oh. <laughs> I just I we were talking about Fountain Fantasy earlier and I was scrolling through Twitter while we were looking at questions and I saw a tweet that is incorrect Final Fantasy quotes and it is uh Squall and oh god, what's her name? Renoa, I think. Renoa. And Renoa is saying, I could fix him, but honestly, whatever the hell is wrong with him is way funnier. <laughs> um, which is the which is the approach that like I see a lot of women taking now. And I really respect all of the girlies out here who have accepted that they will not be fixing their terrible men. They will simply be watching and laughing. I only um, know those and characters. I respect all of you for your service. Because of Kingdom Hearts. And that's beautiful to me. Yeah, it's weird, man. Uh, it's there's, I, I want to. Other wanna, than the, it sounds fucking wild, I want to. If check yeah, it out if someday. you were to just read a like hundred word summary of the plot, you would. Reject Final Fantasy Eight <laughs> from a distance seems like the most Renata Final Fantasy game. Like it's when I so think chaotic. of the Final Fantasy games, I think that like the ones that seem most in line with my whole shtick is eight, thirteen, the thirteen trilogy, and then tens. I just look at Final Fantasy VIII as this weird, fucked up little guy that the rest of the series moved on from. Like, eight and nine to me are these fucked up little guys who exist in this weird transitionary phase. Because seven is the heart, for some people, the heart of the series is seven. For other people, it's ten and ten two. Eleven and twelve are for fucking little weirdos. Um, I mean, eight was so weird that they... Final Fantasy IX, they were like, oh, God, we fucked up so bad that we have to make a game that's basically we're going to rehash a storyline from like these NES games and just do, do that. Like, oh, uh, why did which we go to space why, in Final Fantasy VIII? why I want to play VIII so yeah. bad because I love nothing more than a video game. I can't even tell you why they go to space. I can't tell you why. All right, fucking breaks off. I don't know why that's they went to space, funny. but I know they went. I know they went there. Eyes on me. Great song. I can see how They're they get there after songs. seven, right? Like the break that seven represents and that doing so well and then being like, well, f- let's fucking go further then. <laughs> like, let's fucking push it. I know, but the story of eight is just so fucking <laughs> so weird. I need to see it. I need to see I it someday. That, that smells Kata, like what a, we, that what smells we like a Final Fantasy eight together? <laughs> it smells like a 101 maybe. Kata, what if we played Final Fantasy eight together? Yes. Yes. Well, they, they, they put out those, those updates and, you know, you can kind of zip through the zip through the combat and, and things like that. Um, no, but I want the pervert combat. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can still do the pervert combat, which is the draw system where you, you, you collect your magic by extracting it from 
enemies in the game and then you become more powerful the more that you extract which is perfect for when you use stats you your stats go down when you use spells right yeah and you equip you equip the spells to your characters so i think like i think it's still the case in the game where like if you equip death to attack it's basically you just break like it's a game that allows you to break it very easily and it is is okay with that um and that's uh, that's 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 why i love you final fantasy that was like Eight. some very edge edge of the line shit like that in seven where I like naturally came upon a materia that broke Vincent and like was having him one shot things like left and right. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Love that shit. Whereas whereas like those felt like edge cases. It yes. like it eight was like, let's just double down on on this and also let's go to space. Hell yes. <sighs> That's a wrap. Today's episode of Waypoint Radio. If you want more from Waypoint, you can go to Ikea. No, we're going to space. Um, we're going to the one to the one place capitalism can't find us. Can't find us. Oh, space! space! Follow us on Twitter at Waypoint. The archives of the things we do. Twitch.tv slash Waypoint. YouTube.com slash Waypoint Vice. Our theme music. It's by Bowen. The track is Missy. You're off the EP Pale Machine. You can learn more at Waypoint.zone slash Bowen. This week, damn, we didn't. We're doing these casual intros. Yeah, I'm and gonna, so I'm I've, gonna cut it here. I'll put a, a real here. <laughs> I'll put a thing here, and then uh, I'll count down for you. All right, three, two. We're gonna have uh, everyone in New York. Uh, out New for York in-person. City. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we didn't get in. We didn't get into it. Rob was wrong. It's not from the Pace commercial. Salsa. He was saying it was like a. Uh, what was Fucking it? Salsa. It's Pace yeah. Salsa. New York Pace City. Salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, we're all Patrick, to, continue. All getting together to do a, uh, it's really a one-day stream, but it's kind of a two-day stream. Uh, uh, on Friday, the 25th, Rob, it's okay to get dates correct. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be uh, in person uh, setting up our equipment, stuff that we were able to buy, thanks to all the fine folks that have backed Waypoint Plus for a, nearly a year now, which is wild. Um and uh, we're going to spend Friday afternoon-ish uh, streaming various stuff to make sure the mics work and the different camera shots work, uh, all leading up to uh, a mini save point on Saturday, the 26th, um, which we're going to be supporting uh, Trans Lifeline, uh, a group that we have uh, raised money for in the past. And given everything that's going on in places like Texas, it feels more important than ever to, to work with uh, groups like that uh, to help folks out in any way that we can. And so... Uh, we don't have an exact starting time. I think like roughly 930 Eastern on Saturday, as we've been saying. Right. Yeah. Kato, yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, stay tuned. What? We'll put in the tilt basically <laughs> like tomorrow, like when this podcast comes out, uh, Ren and Kato will be uh, at the office setting up yeah. the studio and Moving like furniture. T- how like exact times will be. This is the first time we're doing this with new equipment and like the exact times will, will be born out of where do we think we're at with things? So it's like, you'll, you'll know the starting time when we know the starting time on Friday afternoon before we go to dinner. Um, and, <laughs> but it's probably around like nine to 10 would be my, would be my guess. So, uh, please uh, check in with, with us over at twitch.tv slash waypoint, uh, for that. Um, there'll also be a, a waypoint plus sale going on alongside that, but, uh, obviously put your money towards trans lifeline and there'll be another sale if that's something you want later. So, uh, Hopefully everyone is able to tune in for that, but we're uh, really excited to get to, together in person to uh, stream some extremely, we got some good stuff. 
Gettysburg. Oh, there's that new mod for, uh, what is it? Inscription. It was oh. good stuff. Oh, shit. That, I didn't like that noise you made. Cards. <laughs> Video games. Video games. People. Keyboard building. Hanging out. Keyboard building. Keep Vibes. V- vibs. Hmm. Well, that didn't sound, that didn't feel. That didn't that sound didn't, good. No. That was not pleasant to hear. Well, enjoy the rest of the podcast. This was a, this was like a, we brought, we really brought Friday energy to this Monday episode of Waypoint Radio. This yeah. is, this is, this is, this is the Friday to our weekend along. Weekend, yeah. <laughs> like, this sure. is Listen, it. We got plans this week. We're hanging, we're going to Ikea. We're going getting drinks. Ikea. We're getting we're pizza. Yeah, I can't believe we got robbed. Oh, by the way, <laughs> update. We're going to Ikea before or after <laughs> we record a podcast on Thursday. Rob said that we get to go to Ikea. This is this is actually that's, that, very I'm, funny. I'm not shocked that he's taking like that's the, that's the perfect time to propose that like I was thinking that like, we were telling him, like hey Rob can we go at, like 2 p.m. on Tuesday why would we know, go Rob, at 2 p.m. I don't on know Tuesday. Rob was probably taken in some show like that yeah. would be my guess Rob's at the theater but on Thursday we already had a podcast on the book so he didn't really have a lot of time wiggle room so I was like you know what what if just before or after that thing we'll figure mm-hmm. it out we're going to we're, we're gonna going to we're gonna go to IKEA you're gonna after see the, you're gonna podcast. see the the Red Hook IKEA. Uh, you know, rite of passage do for a, Do we have a TikTok? Huh? Do we have a Waypoint TikTok? No, we should. We should. We should. We should. We get should a get TikTok. a Waypoint TikTok. If you want to start one, go for it. Sure. You. you probably. We have a Zoomer. Yeah. Now, now you're here, so it's not weird. I'll ask Emily. <laughs> I'm like, we have a TikTok. Vice has a, a TikTok, TikTok for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they like. We shouldn't one be on that brand. one. No. No. Can you imagine for a second? That's like we'll updates, thrilling updates about the war in Ukraine. Immediately followed, but it's like Rob, Kato, and I being like, "Ikea, maybe <laughs> oak and some pine and a handful of Norsemen." <laughs> Just fucking oh like God. having a little IKEA party. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it. I'm stopping this podcast. Uh, we'll we'll the um, South Asian drug trade <laughs> IKEA. <laughs> Is that the Ikea? Like, what is that song? <laughs> that is, that is a... I played right uh, after the salsa commercial. That New is York a, City and then Ikea. <laughs> I believe that is a... Uh, that is a Jonathan Colton song about Ikea. Oh, that's that funny. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's... I, Was it's he being dead? No, no, he's friends okay. with Bean Dad. He's friends with yeah. Bean Dad. I knew there yeah. was some sort of connection. My brain was suddenly firing Bean Dad, Bean Dad, Bean Dad at me. I was like, why? Why am I thinking of Bean <laughs> Why am I thinking of potatoes and Bean Dads? Uh, no, the like the the JoJo, like the Joko Cruise, uh, yes. that whole fucking Will thing. Yeah, he's yeah, he's Bean Dad's associated with that right. fucking nonsense. Right. But yeah, um, that that song is 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 lodged in a fundamental part of my brain, much to my deep chagrin. Well, we'll see if that song is still lodged in Ren's brain when we talk to you again on Friday. Not me. I'm not gonna be on the podcast. I'm gonna be on a. I'm gonna be on an airplane. And then probably take a nap in my hotel while some other sickos go to IKEA. Um. <laughs> till next time. Until then. Well, I mean. Yes, fuck Apple's will go home, but like fucking after we're done with the IKEA purchases, so we just like can get that stuff and then Yeah, I, I need to buy a I need to build a bookshelf. I gotta be honest, folks. So we gotta get you those ex- some... we gotta get those ex- 
It's extremely good veggie meatballs. I mean, also like not to not to you steal a take from my freaking... from my ex, but IKEA really did make design and interior design accessible to like a lot of people who it was previously not accessible to before in terms of like low cost and like easily built furniture. So like Ikea isn't praxis, but it is definitely <laughs> a way of like exploring design in, in lower income households. Yeah, sure. I agree. <laughs> also, it's my, it's my we need some fucking uh, curtains. Damn it. We can't have you getting raptured every day. There, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, being raptured in why front is of this us. bad? Why do we think this is bad? It's because just, you start because squinting I'm... and it looks like you're in pain. <laughs> is it because it also makes my shirt totally indistinguishable from my flesh? <laughs> Possibly. That less. It look. It literally looks like the sun is in your eyes in such a way where you can't see. <laughs> oh, I can't at all. <laughs> yes, you need blinds. <laughs> I'm totally fucking. I cannot <laughs> perceive. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Waypoint Radio. You can find... <laughs> Specifically, thanks to Rob for listening. Yeah, thanks, Rob, for taking thanks us to Rob. Ikea. You can find our theme music, uh, uh, <laughs> I Miss You uh, by Bowen. We've yeah. already done all this. We did this part. Do did we, do, we didn't do Twitter is the thing. That's what's throwing me. We have we didn't say Twitter, oh, but we got to true. fuck capitalism somehow. It's fine. Oh, We're Patrick. on Twitter. You can search. Oh, so, you can sorry. Search. I guess if we get to the pod, kind of get his three followers out of this podcast. Then oh look, God, Patrick, where can the people follow you on Twitter? Uh, at, at Patrick Klubik, I guess. Cod, where can the people follow you on Twitter? <laughs> they they can't. They can't because um, I'm being shamed about uh, saying my Twitter. <laughs> you can on follow on Cotto uh, on Twitter at a Ricardo underscore hates women. <laughs> How about? <laughs> hey, does anyone have? Does anyone have the A underscore Ricardo appears? appears? Let's see. There's no. Oh my god! If they do, I'm mad. Someone domain camping it. No. Okay. This account doesn't exist. Okay, Kato, you have to make an alt. I'm Kato. I, as your colleague and friend, am requesting that you make an alt at A underscore Ricardo underscore appears. Oh my god. Um, and finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Ren or Raven. Alright. That'll do it. I already said fuck Adam and go home. Not, dude, Kato, you want to say it? You want to? Do you want to do it? You want to say it, Kato? Go on, Kato. I feel like I'm being. No, come am on. I stepping, <laughs> I, am I stepping into a trap? Come on. Fuck capitalism. Go home. Yeah. Okay. Yay. I feel like I feel like Patrick and I did accidentally gaslight Kato by the end of this episode. We have like we have like created like a web of fear around him anymore. where he's like where he's like what where, where am I what am I gonna get called out on next? <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from rustolium